What up? What up? What up? What's up, everybody? It's uh, <laughs> it's a. As you can tell, um, the coronavirus is getting to me. I'm losing my fucking mind at this point. Uh, it's That's me. New. Yeah, it's me and Steffi back at it again, and this time we have a uh, we got a guest here with us. <laughs> Who are you? <ya? laughs> can't say. How did you get into my house? First of all, I live here. Facts. Okay. She lived here first. Um. So, here, if, actually, if you want to speak into the microphone a little more, if you want to lean in, yeah. Here, hold on. Let's see if we can get that a little more squared off. Just like primal scream right into the mic. Sure <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's how I'll be sure. Um, sorry, guys. We're dealing with one mic still. Um, I'm not going to release the brand name again because, I, you know, I might end up getting another one and figuring out how to make it work. But they've put me through hell trying to make this shit work through these microphones. Um, oh, I never mentioned it. Uh, I'm John. This is the Hear Me Out podcast. The uh, guest today with me and Steffi is Emily Grojean. Yay. Yay. Yeah. Future employers, like, hello. Don't like, listen to this. <laughs> listen to it if you'll agree with it. And yeah. Give me a job. But other than that, just. She's about to be mad artistic because today we're going over two A24 films. What? like some film snobs uh we're doing uh ari aster's debut hereditary and then midsummer his follow-up his sophomore yeah you guys might yeah. have like heard about it it's like not very mainstream yeah, yeah it's, it's, like, it's like kind of like underground <laughs> like maybe my friends saw it but like i don't know like we're kind of you know quirky. quirky if you see it if you see it don't tell everybody about it because then it's like big and, then, and you're like ruining it you know like, then it's not cool anymore can you name five of his movies <laughs> how many ari aster songs do you know <laughs> all right so uh to preface, this is probably the most controversial part about what he said about these movies being. Sorry, Steffi was ripping a hair off my mustache. Um, <laughs> not being mustache. mean. Huh? What? Fuck you. Um, <laughs> so he said that in several interviews, he's mentioned it, that Hereditary is a family drama, whereas Midsummer is comparably a horror movie. Which is wild. Yes, yeah, Steffi disagrees heavily emily you said you agree kind of right i I said like i could understand why he would say that hereditary is a family drama Mm because you can see it because i mean i get like obviously all the crazy like otherworldly crap that goes down like that obviously is what makes it the horror movie Mm -hmm. but the underlying issues with the family is like like that is such like just if you took away all the like scary like yeah demonic type stuff it's just kind of still it's like your family's a mess like your family yeah wreck. right no for real i agree it, it's more like family drama horror and then i think yeah it's kind of like, like how can we take thriller. a shitty situation and just make it way worse <laughs> yeah yeah it how really can is we take this estranged family and fuck them up for the rest well, of yeah. their lives. Well, yeah, <laughs> which isn't very long comparably in the movie. You know, there's not much of their lives left once we've met well, them. Yeah, the next, um, like, week. especially Charlie. <laughs> Shit. Um, <laughs> so we're going to get into that. Um, we're we're going to kind of explain the movies a little bit and kind of talk about what we made of them, especially Midsummer. That's got a lot of imagery. Uh, I mean, there's not yeah. much dialogue. It's not dialogue good. heavy. Okay, maybe I, I don't know if I can start talking about it now. I don't really know how this thing works. No, but, talk, do but you just think, do in you contrast, think. 
between like hereditary and midsummer midsummer is very just bright it's during yeah. the daytime light colorful like looks peaceful everything in hereditary is very like those like dark blue and blacks like a lot of like shadowy stuff mm-hmm. you know and forgive me if i'm wrong but i think i'm i remember you steffi you were mentioning that that's one of the things you found less scary about midsummer well i think they meant to do that because it was meant to look like it was you know everything is not as it seems kind yeah, of yeah and like i mean First of all, a bunch of white friends going across the world with hey, who they don't know. There's one black guy in it. What? He's in the good place. Shout out to all my buddies who watch the good place. Oh wait, yeah, he is. Yeah. He wait. yeah, he's super different. <laughs> yeah. He's definitely not the uh still an academic. Yeah. Technically, yeah. Less of a dick. Actually, he's probably one of the least dickish people in the group, really. In Midsummer, mm-hmm. yeah, he definitely mm-hmm. is. No, no, definitely. I'm a so. Let me also mention this out to the people before we start. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and run up these movies on IMDb and Wikipedia because I'm gonna need to reference a few times. We watched Hereditary the other day for the first time in a little while, but we've only actually that was Emily's first actually, time watching. That, it. Let yeah, me, let's just clarify now. That was my first time seeing Hereditary, and I've only seen Midsummer once. Yeah. And I actually watched Midsummer before I saw Hereditary, versus you guys have seen Hereditary twice now. Yeah. I actually saw Hereditary the first time before seeing Midsummer, which you guys have also only seen once, correct? Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah. So we kind of have like a the it's same different. kind of understanding. Oh, yeah, it's backwards. I kind of, for, for the sake of uh, opinions worth, I kind of like that we've only seen it once. Um, Midsummer, specifically. Midsummer is for me right now i've still thought about that more randomly in passing since seeing it than i have hereditary granted more time's gone by but i just you know midsummer is more unsettling for me i that's like we were saying the other day i think because like so like john and i saw hereditary with no we had no idea what the hell we were getting ourselves into but then i feel like because you were saying like you hadn't seen the movie but like you'd seen obviously through twitter and facebook it's been out for like a year so like you see bits and pieces so it's like you didn't really expect it but you kind of knew some of the stuff um what what i was kind of getting at about uh me and steffi and you really only seeing midsummer once is for me hereditary kind of changed its uh my opinion on it i I felt a little different about it second time around i mean that's undoubtedly because i already knew all the sharp imagery i was going to run into all the powerful scenes like tony collette's dinner scene scene. yeah it is no it's really good enjoy that scene it's super fucking amazing like there's a reason only good things get parodied and that shit has been parodied all over the internet that shit's made like tweets tiktoks all kinds of shit um yeah uh so what was i saying shit damn i feel like i've lost like six trains of track so far oh i remember now um the reason i want to talk about midsummer what you said six trains of track. Six trains a track. That ma- okay. Yeah, huh. like that per makes, track. Does that make seven? No, I'm losing. It, well, I don't know how many I trains you I had. Six trains of thought, and I thought you just railed that one. <laughs> railed. I get it. So, um, but yeah, uh, with me changing my opinion on Hereditary after the second viewing, I think it's better that I've only seen Midsummer once because I kind of want my raw opinion of that. I would have liked my raw opinion of Hereditary too, mm-hmm. honestly, but I, 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 I'm not mad about seeing it twice. I actually liked it probably a little better the second time now that I kind of 
knew what was coming and could kind of focus on little background parts. But that works with a lot of different movies too, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so should we start talking about Hereditary? I guess. Because right, that's, I guess, what's most fresh. Mm-hmm. It's most fresh and it's his first. Yeah. So we could just kind of go in chronological order. Okay, all right, guys. Um, so, yeah. so uh, first off, I will spoiler warn everybody about both of these movies. We're going to kind of run through them real quick and talk about them. There's going to be a lot of crazy stuff that happened, um, but they, they've both been out for a little while, so you can't blame us. And you're listening to the podcast, so either turn it off and go watch it. I think they're both available on Amazon Prime. I know for a fact Midsummer is because that's yeah. why I watched it and it still is. Regular Midsummer and the 4K Ultra uh, edition. I really don't think I would ever want to watch that in 4K. Oh, uh, yeah. I think the first go around was... Like, we I think VR. it's... VR. I'm like, I'm good. <laughs> the uh, the cliff scene, the one Alex explained. Imagine not. that in 4K. Absolutely Imagine not. that with VR. I'm so glad these it's movies came the out after that whole like 3D movie like... Crazy. You know, oh yeah, Ugh. I would hate to see the impregnation scene in 3D. Oh my god, god. I didn't even think about that. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I erased that from my mind. I'm not gonna lie, that I, lasted way too fucking long. I was listening to another podcast. Shout out Dead Meat. Uh, they were talking about the um, the little tapestry that hung up that showed like the All recipe. The yeah, yeah, like I was looking at it too, and he's just like. What the hell is He's this? like, is she ripping her? Like, okay, well, she ripping we're her getting off track a little with that because I'm just like, yeah, like I really appreciate how like that whole movie, especially there's so much like foreshadowing. Mm-hmm. Oh, like, yeah. I don't yeah. even know if it's foreshadowing because it's so just in your face and you're like, I know this is gonna happen. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, like no, it's like, like I knew uh, that point. That like one. dramatic yeah. irony where it's like they're all stupid, but you're like, okay, y'all need to get the hell out of there. <laughs> and what, what's homeboy's name? Hold on, let's see. What's the uh, homeboy? Uh, Pele. Pele was setting him up the whole fucking oh, time. that's the thing. I'm like, this is one sadistic cult little something or another. I don't know yeah, how I really? would describe him, But I'm like, but, you know, I could see, like, <clears throat> I'd be dumb enough to fall for that. In the sense, I'm like, <laughs> if he was like, does he make you feel held? I'd be like, you're right. He doesn't. Like, I'm like, you're right. Uh, <laughs> all right, guys. So with Midsummer, um, we start off and we see. Midsummer. Jesus, I'm I'm thinking midsummer. No, it's not your fault. I'm I'm caught up in all the imagery we were talking about. Uh, in Hereditary, um, so we start off looking at a couple of uh miniature set pieces that someone has made, and they all seem to be connected. They're they're parts of someone's life, and uh, the person making all of them is Annie, our one of our main characters. Uh, Tony Collette's character. She's the mom. She's the mom. The crazy ass mom. Well, I don't want to call her crazy. Well, She's been through. She some had shit. her right mind there for a minute. Yeah, as right as you could. I don't know. Her mom fucked her, her up well, right off the bat. Yeah, there. I mean, when it starts out with her, you know, it's just like, oh, like you know, normal, like mom of two, mm-hmm. teenage son, mm-hmm. like young daughter, like yeah. decent job, yeah. pretty house. But as it goes on, then you know, it kind of gets into the background of everything, and you're like. To be fair, she's kind of holding it together pretty well for the yeah. Class. And that's the thing with I'd her. Say. I feel like they jumped into her plot real fast <coughs> because she went to that meeting for her mother's death, yeah. like within the first five ten minutes, and, and she, she was like, "Laid it on my back from the two side." Well, I was like, "Whoa, man!" Yeah. Like, man, yeah, these people don't know you. Like, um, so we start off on kind of a somber note in general because the beginning of this is the entire family: uh, Annie, Steve, her husband. Peter, the 
you know, almost adult son, and then Charlie, the daughter. So Peter's kind of like the popular kid at school, and Charlie's a little bit more of a misfit, a a lot a bit more of a misfit. She's a kind of kind of the weird girl she's quiet yeah arts and crafts type Mm -hmm. really strange arts and crafts yeah (laughs) um (laughs) yeah in front of everybody yeah after flying into the window but yeah but it's still weird because i don't give a shit (laughs) um so they're all attending peter and charlie's grandma's funeral annie's mother um and everybody there at the funeral are people that she didn't recognize she's like okay well I mean, I don't know any of you, but I'm glad you're here to support my mom. And, you know, it's yeah, nice. She knew this many people because she even yeah. addresses that, like, in her. Um, yeah. yeah she, like, didn't really talk to her mom. And she's like, my mom's kind of quiet. Like, she had her own secrets. She had her own mm-hmm. life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Didn't really know her. And I'm like, wow, she's just, she's kind of like ripping on her shit at their not funeral. Not that, but like. The between, roast. <laughs> between that and then the meeting she attends for, like, people dealing with, like, the loss of someone, she's kind of like, I don't want to say she's an oversharer. Because in one of those cases, like you kind of do want to like share and all that, but at the same yeah. time, it's kind of like, "Hey, I'm Annie, and here's like all my trauma." And I'm like, "Oh wow, oh, right I just this is my first meeting." I'm like, like, "I haven't even introduced myself, but okay, like well, we're rolling with it." Yeah, and then that that kind of runs us into the next point. She's after after the funeral, she's uh, receiving support from support groups, and uh, then she kind of breaks into uh, what happened with her family. Her mm-hmm. family. Uh, her mom specifically is the one that messed her up. Uh, her dad left. Yeah, she said her dad was in the picture. Her mom struggled with borderline personality disorder. Yes, yeah. And then her brother had schizophrenia and killed yeah. himself. Yeah, because he said that his, their mom was trying to put someone else inside put of people him. inside of him. Yeah, yeah. Like which yeah. which is easily explainable from somebody diagnosed with schizophrenia, but we're gonna come to find that you know it's it's a little more than what it seems. Um, so yeah, all, all that happens. And, uh, throughout this, we've gotten a little bit, we've gotten to know everyone a little bit. Steve's really calm. He's just kind of a family man. He just kind of hangs out. And Peter, Peter's kind of a stoner, I guess. We see him smoking on a couple of different occasions. He's kind of just typical. He's just a dude. He's not popular. Yeah. Yeah, He's like pretty average. He's like, I'm going to go on the girl in this English class. Yeah. Or history, whichever class it is. Yeah. You know, gets annoyed having to take his little sister places. Right. And that's, that's a back and forth, <sighs> just beef with his mom. I, I was guess. just going to mention that, mm-hmm. that him and his mom do not get along. Him and his dad seem very fine, but him and his mom. But his dad is also pretty like, he's just a dad. Like he's just kind of, he's, like he exists. He's like, sits around making dad noises, reading the paper. Like, yeah, like he's very <laughs> much a paper and a pipe type of dad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, um, so it's brought up later, but now that we're talking about their relationships, I can kind of bring it up now. One of the main reasons that Peter doesn't get along with his mother is because she's a sleepwalker, and one day she woke up when Peter and Charlie were shared a room, shared a room and doused them in paint thinner and herself in paint thinner, thinner and lit a match. The only reason he woke up and woke her up was he heard the strike of the match. Which you know woke her up and which, which I, I don't understand. Funny. Yeah, How super yeah. stupid. Like paint thinner would not wake you up. The, the smell place. being soaking wet. Yeah, like, I mean, and all Char- that noise. Funniest like, part, it, Charlie was just asleep the whole time. <laughs> like, yeah, apparently Charlie never did. Yeah, Charlie uh, just 
all the way through. <laughs> so yeah, apparently, I mean, I guess they've mended as best they can, but that's kind of a scar on you with your mom. Like you're always going to have issues. I mean, like she swears she was sleepwalking and they all believe that she was sleepwalking, I guess. Well, she didn't do it, yeah, she, yeah. She had to like, kind of fight to get them to believe it though at first, which I mean, right. rightfully so. Yeah. yeah. You're going to tell me you willingly like got Slap up in the walk, middle of the night, got this much dinner. like, like machine skills when you're asleep, ma'am, you yeah. open yeah. the paint but cutter and dump it. to know when it comes to like going back to the relationship and stuff like her, Annie and Peter, their dynamic, like you see it, um. When he's talking about, you know, going to, like, the school barbecue, which really he's going to, like, that house party. Yeah. Um, and, you know, he'll just kind of, like, talk to her. And she kind of immediately answers back kind of sarcastically. Yeah, she's and always on he edge doesn't, with him. When he, like, has not, like, given her any reason to be that way. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it's, like, this kind of, like, back and forth banter with that kind of tone between the two of them. Kind right. of just for no reason. Right. And I think not only, like, that situation, you know, has, you know, affected their relationship and how they interact now, but I think a lot of it too ties in with, because you see how she interacts with Charlie as well, like her as a mother, because right. she didn't have like a very stable parent. She with basically grew up in a single parent right. household with a very mentally unstable mother, a brother who turned out to be super mentally unstable. Mm-hmm. Um, exactly. Yeah. Well, we see a lot of conversation between the two of them in the next important scene, which is uh, Peter gets an invite to a house party and he's like, there's going to be drinking, smoking, the hot girl I like from school is going to be there. I got to go, right? So he goes and he tells his mom that uh, there's a big school barbecue happening and no, I'm not going to drink and all this. And she's just kind of like, well, fine, whatever. Are you going to take your sister? And he says, I mean, does she want to go? Because, I mean, you know, Charlie's not, you know, she's not very popular. She doesn't know a lot of people. Why would she want to go? Well, eventually Annie catches up with Charlie and says, well, you're going like, you know, you need to go meet people and hang out with people. So Peter's kind of got older brother duty for the party. Well, and you can kind of read it from her that way. She's making Charlie go with him, obviously. Like, like to make I know what you're about to say. Yeah. But it's like she's trying really hard to like mend her broken over. Well, to fuck Peter over, not just that, to piss him off. But it's also like a really cheap way to try to make her family bond. It's like she lost her mom and she knows that her whole entire family is estranged. And she's like, well, you guys have to go together to get along and to be close. Yeah. Well, it's kind of, like it's really sad because throughout the entire movie, she's just begging for this sense of unity. Like mm-hmm. the entire, but it's even, like she never did anything to create it. Even you know? at the dinner scene. And we're going to mention that a couple of times until we talk about it, maybe even after, but even at the dinner scene, she gets up and she's like, why couldn't all of this tragedy just brought us closer? That's, that's all she wants in the end is like, she wasn't close with her mom. She wants her family to be tight. Right, but, uh, right, and I think that's kind of. I, mean, I think when it comes down to it, and I think you know, her husband plays a key role in this too. She craves that stability mm-hmm. that she never got right mm-hmm. growing up. Yeah, right. no, exactly. It really is. Um, so Peter draws older brother duty, and what? I just had like a revelation. Okay, just a second. Okay, I, I got to get through this Sorry, crazy part. Going. No, you're fine. You're fine. Um. So he takes Charlie to the party and he sees the girl that he likes. So he offers her weed and he's like, okay, well, now I got to get the little sister off my back. Hey, they're cutting cake over there. You should go uh, eat some of the cake. Oh, yeah. I forgot to mention earlier. Um, At the funeral scene, we find out Charlie's allergic to nuts, which probably gives you an idea where I'm going with this. Charlie goes to eat a piece of the mystery cake, which turns out to be chock full of nuts. And... (laughs) 
Which they show too, you know. When, oh yeah, as they, they walk into the party throughout, showing like the house, like oh, first of all, totally cake. unrealistic. I don't know any kids with parents at a house like that that would be throwing a party there. And who bakes a cake? Who the fuck bakes a cake That's... when everyone's at the party? Yeah, that's what I want to know. It's one thing to like pull it out and like be icing it. You're make you're mixing it no, you're in not. a mixer. I don't think. Um, if is it a birthday party? Saying, I never partied in high school no. ever. Um, but I have never been to a singular house party that involved like you know drinking and mild debauchery with young teens, mm-hmm. where someone's baking a cake. Yeah, I've well, never been like It's not a People it's not a cake shit. situation. Like, it's a uh, maybe it's a it's, like. And a, what kills me? It wasn't even a boxed cake. They're yeah. like, yeah, we're just gonna. Yeah, she Betty Crocker. Made a this was salad. made with love for all of her senior class. <laughs> like, it really was. Like, I mean, whatever. At, at the most, at a party, you'll see like a plate of edibles or something, like something all where you can get fucked it, up on, like, like never could, a cake. All I could think is it was her birthday or her friend's birthday, but like, why are you gonna bake the cake from scratch when the party's already happening? All right, man? we got like, about sixty people here. Time to start the cake. <laughs> you know, like, no. Yeah. Party starts at seven. I'm gonna start mixing the cake about eight forty-five. <laughs> <laughs> mixing it, not baking it. You guys got unsettling and abnormal aspect of that movie is definitely the cake. That's yeah. Right. yeah, no, 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 no. I've That's seen. It. Oh, because now I'm mad. Because I'm like, how long do they have to be there to wait for this cake to be done, bitch? I'm hungry now. I smell the chocolate. Ari, <laughs> listen. If you're listening, you're probably not. But if you are, this is not. A family drama. This is not a horror drama. This is a cake mystery. Why the <laughs> fuck were they making a cake at a house party? Um, I will say though, I would love to see Benjamin with Babish try to yeah the cake. That'd be interesting. And another thing I would love to see is Ari Aster's third junior prospect, a real cake mystery movie. Am I right? We dig that a horror cake mystery, a family drama cake it's mystery. Just children's Clue board game. Does anyone else have that? <laughs> Oh, um, the piece of cake. There's crumbs in the library. <laughs> okay, we've had too much fun. Now I got to bring it back down with uh, Charlie's next couple scenes. Yeah, dead ass. Yeah, so uh, dead ass. So <laughs> dead ass. Foreshadowing. Yeah. Oh, or maybe. Spoiler. You be the judge. <laughs> Peter. Um. What do they call Griffith that fans? Dead heads. Oh, good one. <laughs> yeah, that was a good one. Yeah, it's kind of impossible. There che- are no rules, but that's the weird. ice cream. There was Cherry weed. Garcia fucked that up for you. Like hey, there was weed there. <laughs> yeah, hey. okay, I'm pretty sure they're in Colorado. Colorado, <laughs> however you choose. To Colorado, say. Colorado. So uh, Peter meets the girl. He's like, "Hey, are you trying to smoke?" She's like, "Yeah, we should go in the other room. There's a bong." When they get in there, Peter sees that like there's like six other people. This is not just like an intimate thing. He's like, he's like, damn. Yeah, he's like, finally I'm gonna score. And then she's like, she walks in and goes, Peter has weed. Yeah, Peter's got weed. (laughs) Like he didn't offer that. That's that's what I love is his idea of spitting game is like, uh, do you smoke? I I got some dope weed. He's just like, I have weed. He's like, I have good weed. Yeah, trust me. Really selling it. No sticks, no stems. Uh, whole time Peter's trying to get his uh his groove on with. Six okay. other people in the on yeah, mm-hmm. with six other people in the room. Uh, Charlie's downstairs chomping on mystery cake, and her throat starts to get big. That's a quote. So uh, she runs up while Peter's smoking and says, "My throat's getting bigger." And he's like, "Oh shit!" So he picks her up, darts out the house, and he's speeding home high off his balls. And 
I mean, you know, Charlie's panicking. I kind of understand her idea where this comes from. She sticks her head out the window trying to get. She's in the back seat. Yeah. Just to paint a picture. Freaking out. I haven't seen it. Yeah. Yeah. Panicking. I mean, she's like, she's flailing, like kicking. And then she can't breathe. Yeah. Like it's, she's choking. This is probably arguably, well, it's leading into probably the most harrowing image audio part in the movie for me. Um, which is saying something. There's some scary shit in this movie. But uh, as she sticks her head out, there's a dead deer in the road. Peter swerves, and it's just enough and fur enough of a swerve for Charlie to catch a telephone pole to the head. Decapitates her completely. Peter slams on the brakes. Slams on the brakes. Has no, yeah, no earthly idea what else to do. Didn't even turn around. Nothing. He doesn't puts it in drive. Yeah, he didn't even look at her. He knows what happened. Well, it's that where it's just silent. He's he's looking kind of in the rearview mirror. Tears in his eyes. Can't see because he's like sweat beating down his face. Just his eyes are dead silent now. Like like, she was panicking and white knuckles. Yeah, on the steering wheel. Just yeah, and it's kind of figure out no thoughts. Head empty. It's really bothersome, too, because Peter was, you know, doing 80 to save her life. and Which makes you think, I mean, could he have gotten to a hospital in time? She was dying. Uh, maybe, seat. maybe, though, maybe. Maybe, but I mean, like, honestly, I think that would have ended. Even if that didn't, wasn't so dramatically insane, I feel like. It was they were on crazy. a back road in the middle of, like, the rural, wherever he was at. Like, he was oh, a, a minute from the city. And much less to a hospital. Who knows where that thing is? You know? On the edge of the city. So, um, <laughs> so Peter does, you know, the only thing he really can do at this point, puts it in drive and goes home. That's not the only thing he can do. Well, I mean, I'm not collecting my sister's head. I'm calling the cops. Like, you know? Like, yeah, but he didn't call the cops. She's by Route 79. Please get her. Fuck, you know? He, that's, that's, that's what didn't set easy with me, and that's what Arias is pretty good about, is making you very uncomfortable and uneasy. Yeah. Is that Peter drives home, parks the car, goes and up into goes his room. Think of it this way. When, like, once they get in the vehicle, they're hauling balls down the road yeah. to get to a hospital, get Charlie help. The He's whole time, high on, on you, oh, yeah. as, like, a viewer, the whole time, everyone is thinking, shit, 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 like, will they make it in time? Will they make it in time? And then, boom. Yeah, that happens. And exactly. You're like, Holy crap! And then everyone's, even you, like you, kind of hold your breath and you're like, you're like, like oh. you're with like Peter, like you're kind of just like, yeah, frozen the, the bottom yourself. falls out. And you're that like, one. what the hell does he do now? Like, mm-hmm. what happens? And then it's like you see him. He puts it back and drive, and he like floors, like of, well, yeah. yeah, he does floor. And, and then he, like, he, well, yeah, he drives and you're back. Like, but <clears throat> Peter, what the fuck? And granted, I yeah. don't know what I'm doing. Yeah, no clue. I'm a panicker anyway. So like if. God forbid I were ever in that situation. I can't say like, oh yeah, like that. I would have done it differently. Da 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 da. You know, but that just. And then he just went to bed. So yeah, but didn't sleep. He was wide yeah. awake. Just like he He went to bed, and just laid there. Peter laid in bed for eight hours, and then what is the scariest part of the movie for me? Just from a dramatical standpoint, not from a horror standpoint. Like Annie walks out. She says she's going to get bread or something, and gets in the car. And you know. We know what's yeah. out there. Yeah. But she flips the fuck out. As as she should. Which, to be honest with you, I feel like she should have screamed when she walked out the door and not when you heard the car door slam because the window was down. There had to be blood all over that side of the car. Yeah, Just maybe it was the front door. Maybe it was the front door that no, I heard. No, you hear, the, you hear the car door open. You do. Oh. And she sits down, and I think that's when she sees it in the rear view or whatever it is. She sees it. 
God, I'm just reliving. I'm reliving it right now. It was so scary. There's a lot of murders. You know, she's like Jen out the door, go run errands. Yeah, I mean, she's like probably you know digging through her purse. Yeah, she's running around the car. You know, coming around, she's like, okay, sits there and same place. Peter was sitting in the same way like he would have looked through to see like her laying in the back seat and she's just like, yeah. Shit. So yeah, then, just, and headless. Yeah, it's one thing to see somebody dead, but, but you know like, that little orange sweater. Capitated. This is your child. You know that little and you orange know it sweater. Was your kid, yeah. your other child. Yeah. That, yeah. Yeah. Was that was driving, driving her home and with her. So and last night at that, we get a uh, we get a little montage. What before we pass that? That that's what was wild about the night that he, when he came in the door is that his parents were still awake. She's like, oh, thank God they're home or something. Yeah, like, like they were getting ready She's for like, bed like, or something good, upstairs. Oh, yeah, good, they're home. And like he just walked. He doesn't see them. They don't talk at all. He just walks upstairs. And so it's like she has to know. Well, that's <laughs> the thing, too, like that I thought was interesting is just how Peter's expression does not change at all from the moment that Charlie is mm-hmm. killed from there on forward. Like it's just like that dead. Man, yeah, for the like, rest of the movie almost. Kind yeah, of yeah. Mouth open, he's kind of numb. Kinda, like, no. Just nothing. Yeah. yeah. Nothing. There's nothing there, man. So from that point, we get a little montage of mourning. Um, it's really upsetting from all aspects. Steve's doing his best to be, you know, man of the house, stern, you know, I'll cry for my daughter, but that's it kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Peter is smoking under the bleachers with his friends and his chest starts getting tight and his throat starts getting big and he's freaking out. He's having rapid panic attacks often. And uh, Annie is taking it worst, but the most responsibly. She starts going back to the support groups, which she felt weird at before, but started making sense to her there. And she meets Joan, who uh, befriends her. They, they kind of find a common ground because Joan's son uh, had passed away. It was Joan's son and her grandson. Yeah, I think that's right. And... Um, Oh, yeah, so she begs her to come back in, and she starts going, and she's telling about how um, – how, how it really helped her. And all that, yeah. that, too, and Peter uh, – she wasn't supposed to have Peter or something, or is that later? Because she said, I didn't want to have you. That's, remember? like, way Yeah, okay. On. But she was talking about how the grandma insisted on breastfeeding Charlie. Do you remember that? Yeah, that she was supposed to she's, breastfeed her. She said grandma laughed on Charlie. Yeah, she said she would never let – her put her paws into Peter, but uh, she was obsessed with Charlie. Charlie was taken care of by her. And it's kind of sad too. early in the movie you hear Charlie like, well, now who's going to take care of me when you're gone? And she's like, or, or now that she's gone and she's like, well, I am. And she's like, but what about when you're gone? Like Charlie's so attached to the grandma that she feels like really she understand. needs yeah. someone. I never understood yeah. why her grandmother was still able to breastfeed at that age, having not had, I assume any other children. Payment. Annie. Wait, did she breastfeed or was she insisting that Annie would breastfeed? No, no. She. Well, do you remember the little diagram that Annie show, made? Like the grandmother. It's, yeah, she's breastfeeding Charlie. Well, and Annie's like sitting there, like next to her. First with, of all, you psycho bitch! You're not gonna breastfeed my kid. Second off, I don't I think. Thought, I thought when she said that that she meant that her mother insisted that Annie would breastfeed. No, I don't I think don't Ari Aster understands I boobies. Think, I don't remember them ever actually like verbally mentioning the breastfeeding thing. I, I know do. it was shown in the diagram yeah. or see, I don't diagram. The diagram or she she mentions it. Yeah, because yeah, I I I think I was just too taken aback by the actual yeah. like diary yeah. or diorama right. of that situation. I'm just like, oh yeah. my god. Ari Aster does not understand boobies. He thinks all of them milk, make milk all the time. Yeah, she, 
That woman could never... Easily 75. Never, ever, 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 ever. Even at 60 years old, even at 50. If she hasn't had a kid, she's not breastfeeding. No. There is no way. Now, if she... Well, you know what? I take it back. Unless you're, you know, you're kind of working to bring back one of the kids no. of hell. Do you, know, <laughs> do, you know what she probably, do you know what she probably did? She's been doing this shit her whole life. She's been prepping for this pagan god. Do you know what happened? Saving when up she, mommy's milk. No, you're not hearing me. When Emily just made the best face. I just, I just thought about it. If you're a mother and you're breastfeeding, you could you could stop having kids. But if you continue pumping that milk, it will continue producing it. She's probably been doing and it for her like whole life. People just like Facts. stop listening. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. She's Sorry, guys. It. No, but she's well. Y'all brought it's it on. Like, Damn, John. Stephanie loves I talking I about. Never mind. No, no, you can talk about. No, it. it's fine. We're I just was kidding. just trying to tell you why yeah, she was kidding. doing it. It's cool. No, you're right though. You're right about <laughs> continually. Pumping out I'm saying she's like, a psycho yeah. bitch. She's probably been doing it for the last 70 years. She's like tricking her body into thinking that yeah. milk still needs to be produced. Yeah, yeah, yeah I She agree. was waiting for, for her daughter to have a child for her to be able to do that too. That's probably what I'm saying. Right. So is this where we run into the dinner scene? The dinner scene is... Like, it, because is it before or after the seance? Dinner scene is it's before. before the it's seance. before. So it's right after... She, it's right after she starts going to the therapy group again. So this mm -hmm. is the big dinner scene where um, it's it's quiet. They're kind of picking at their food. And everybody's still in like a state of mourning. But nobody's really talking about it at this point. Everybody's kind of back to their normal lives. And uh, Peter's picking his food. Steve's eating. Steve, Steve this entire time could not be more chill. But see, that's the thing I think that gets overlooked with this is like you're so focused on Annie, like she like lost her mom, mm -hmm. and then she loses her daughter in such a violent way. Mm -hmm. But like no one ever talks about the fact that like Steve, you know, had to be a rock for his wife <laughs> with yeah. all that craziness yeah. with her mom. But then to turn around and now your daughter dies, and it's at your son's like hands, yeah. basically. Right. right. You know, he doesn't. He, he still has to be that rock for Annie. Like he even shows when she's like wailing and like losing right. her mind like on their bedroom which, floor he has to be the one to comfort which, her he does not like they get the chance to mourn himself right right well, at all and that's what i noticed too was watching especially for the second time i really realized it like annie's had such a fucked up life that she's kind of made it all about herself which is understandable but like who is taking care of your son if if your husband is taking care of you, your son is first of all you already fucked him over when he was a kid. And you poured paint thinner on him. Like yeah. who is helping him through that trauma? Yeah. And then it's like he's had to watch his sister. You already don't like each other. And then he fucked all this up. He literally killed his sister on accident. Like who is there for him? Are you all sending him yeah, to therapy? Man, or are you rough. just like what? You know what I'm saying? They kind of just let him out to dry. Like um yeah. So so in this scene, they're all picking at their food and. <clears throat> Peter looks at Annie and he's like, you okay? Uh, well, what's wrong with you? looking at him. Yeah, he said, what's wrong with you? Is everything okay? Well, And then he says something. What's he well, say? Well, because what happens is it's all dead quiet. No one's saying yes, anything. Yeah. And then Peter's like, oh, it's really good, dad. And he's like, yeah, yeah thanks. And she's like giving him this like snipe, like like eye roll. Like, yeah, she's like, okay, good for dad. He made the um, fucking food. And then he's like, what? He's like, you know, asking her, are you yeah. okay? And she's like, yeah, no, I'm fine. You know, that like snide, like yeah. kind of way that they talk anyway. Yeah. And he's like, well, if you have something to say, you can just say yeah, it. Yeah, why can't you like, just no, tell me? Fine. And then he's like, and that's when he's like, well, you just fucking say it. And she's yeah. like, don't you yell at me or it, raise your voice at me. Don't you swear. I am your mother. mother. I am your mother. And, she's, and that's when, you know, she, I'm sure everyone's seen it. Yeah. If you haven't seen it, even if you don't plan on watching the movie, I highly recommend seeing Tony that Collette scene. in her bag. Yeah. In scene. yeah. It's, she got snubbed. She oh, my God. 
granted the entire performance was great but that scene yeah. like really just cemented cherry on top. yeah right. and it, it's you know it's talked about a lot but it deserves to be you know it was amazing like it was it was really really good so uh she basically goes off and she's like you're fucked up you didn't even apologize to me you didn't apologize to your father you don't take you, responsibility for yeah actions. you killed your sister like but then it was weird too because in that moment it goes from like her being mad at peter for not taking responsibility and then she like She's like, no one can like admit anything that they've done. Yeah. And I'm like, whoa, okay, now that like everybody. Steve now this, too. Here comes the suppressed stuff, like coming to the surface. Yeah. You know, just mommy like, issues. Yeah. <clears throat> um. And then Peter said something back to her. He was like, "What about you?" And then he shut her up. But I forget what he said. No, I thought he didn't say anything to her. He, he just stared. That was it. She like went off, and um, I think she just kind of yeah. But then she away. sat back down. Remember, she sat back down, and she was like eating again, quiet. And he said something back to her. Right? Let me. No. I'm. Wait. Um. You guys can keep talking. Well, you can. Yeah, you can look up. Look up the quote. Don't look up the video, or video. Um. But so then we go back to uh her support meeting and she's meeting up with Joan, but she doesn't want to go in. She's like show him in the car. Yeah. So Joan's like, no, she meets her at a supermarket. Remember? Joan's okay. like, I figured it out. No, Joan. Okay, the first time she goes to the meeting in the movie. It's after her mother passes. Yeah, and she and that's didn't want to go. She talks about like her family, like her mom's history with mental health, her yeah. brothers, his suicide, et cetera, et cetera. She's there, but like they don't introduce her at all. Mm-hmm. It's not until the yeah. second time she goes, which is when she comes for her daughter. She's reserved about going in. Uh, yeah, she's and reserved, Joan and she's like, it. "Oh, like you coming in?" She's like, "I saw you last time." Yeah, you know, like, yeah, well, that's it. Yeah, yeah, and that and that's when she's like, "Well, you know, like, all that stuff." Oh, like I can relate because this, this, and this. And then it's when she runs into the, her at the supermarket. Yes. That's and she's when like, she's like the seance yeah. and like raving about that. So Annie shows up to Joan's house and she's like, oh, these these uh, mats look like something my mom used to make. And she's like, oh, really? That's crazy. <laughs> Basically, that's essentially what she says. She's like, oh, wow, that's she's crazy. Like, Isn't it cute? Yeah. <laughs> so really quick back to the dinner scene. So she was getting all mad at him about not taking responsibility. And then it gets really quiet and he stares at her. And then he says, what about you? She didn't want to go to the party. Oh, that's it. Oh, yeah, that's a huge part. And yeah. then she looks at him, and Steve is like, okay, we're done. We're not yeah. here anymore. And she's like, fine. <laughs> and then she gets up, and she walks Okay. Out. Oh, yeah, I do but remember She was like, about out. to cry, because she looked at him, like, so mad. Yeah. Well, I said, what about you? She didn't I mean, want to go I to the get party. The, it's just one of those things, like, for no reason. I mean, in that situation, obviously, it was very heated, mm-hmm. and, like, tensions were high because of everything that had gone on within the family. But even then, it's just kind of like... They immediately just kind of want to go for the jugular. Yeah, they're like, both like, really just, like each other. The and knife like, and then just like turning it like basically yeah. like, well, you, I didn't kill your daughter. You can, well, or not even that. Just yeah, I might have accidentally killed Charlie, but you, if, like if you hadn't made her like go like yeah, you know, no, exactly. Just like what really it, shit. It kind of blows my mind. I mean, obviously it's for the sake of the movie that this is coming to a boiling point like in this movie, but it's just funny because I'm like, how old is is he in this movie? He's, he's definitely probably, probably he's 16. Like 16, he's 16. 16. Okay, so it's like, when did she pour paint thinner on him? When he was a kid, right? He yeah. was sharing a room but with that's Charlie. that's kind of something you keep seeing, like, first with that paint thinner situation, and then, you know, like, with just stuff that goes on, it's kind of like, mm-hmm. okay, it happened, like, let's not really talk about anything now. Yeah, but that's what's wild. I'm like, did they never argue? Like, it never was. Bu- I feel like, you know, like, with, like, if I'm mad with my family, like, it <clears> might, <throat> they might hold up for a minute, but, like, eventually it's gonna... Blow up quicker than that. But yeah. obviously, for the sake of the movie, it's got to come to a point. Yeah. Now, it's just funny that it's like, y'all waited this long to be this mad? Like. So, um, Annie 
is super overwhelmed because when she goes, Joan shows her this seance that allows her to talk to her son and her grandson. And Annie checks everywhere and can't find anything to prove any magic or anything. So she goes home and finally convinces. She wakes Steve and Peter up out of bed to come downstairs and do the exact same seance. Tells them, don't change anything. Uh, We have to do it exactly what? But that's all after she slept, walked into his room. That's next. Are you sure? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I thought it was the other way. Um, So. Damn, you messed me up. I'm sorry. Oh, so. um, Charlie's spirit comes into Annie and she's speaking with Charlie's voice and the the spirit starts freaking out and she's nervous and what is she she starts trashing the room right the spirit starts trashing the room well, knocks out the fire she brings you know Peter and Steve down <coughs> and she's like oh no we have to do this like I have her like she uses Charlie's drawing book mm-hmm. you know she's always like doodling yeah. sketching stuff right um and then she's like, uh, sweetie, she's like, can you just do what you did earlier? And she's trying to, like, tell, like, Steve, like, no, like, she drew this. Like, this was her. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, like, one of the cabinets that's glass just shatters. That's right. right. And they're like, yeah. what the hell? And then all of a sudden, that's when stuff gets really weird. And, like, the candle blows flames, out. Like, blows, oh, it goes, blows it flames up, yeah. up and then just goes out. Yeah. And everyone's like, what the hell? And that's when Charlie, I guess, comes into Annie's body. And she's like, Mom? And like talking. Yeah. Yeah. And we, after this whole thing, I believe, I believe it actually happens once before, but we do see a, a little blue spirit circle pop into Annie and her face just kind of goes numb. And uh, then the scene that Steffi was talking about, uh, Annie sleepwalks into Peter's room and just fries the shit was out of him. that same night? Yeah. Yeah. Cause she walks in there and she's like, he's like, he wakes up. He's like, what are you doing here? What, what's wrong with you? And he starts freaking out and he's crying. And she's but like, she woke him up from asleep to bring him in there in the first place. Yeah. I don't she, think she woke up twice in the same night. Yeah. Because it happens later on, like right now in the movie, because it happens like right before the book gets thrown away. Well, cause I think what happens is Annie has a dream where she goes in and she's, you know, having that nightmare about Peter where she's saying all that really mm-hmm. hurtful, hateful stuff. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't even want to have you. Like she pressured me to have you. And then that's when you think yeah. like, Oh my God, she's, like this is happening again. She's sleepwalking, and that's when she like wakes up in bed. She's like, <gasps> and she does the seance herself. That's and then what that's it was. when she goes back and she's. And then she gets them up. I'm so glad that you've got a yeah, better. Yeah, John. I was like, that's not. Yeah, yeah. That, that's what it is. That's what happens. And then that was a dream. Like, when she starts talking and like Charlie's in her body and it's like mom, and then it gets weird because suddenly it cuts to it's actually Charlie's voice and like Peter's freaking out. He's in right. hysterics, like he's crying right and of course he's like that's enough that's enough and yeah because it was a dream she was having when she was yelling at peter like i never wanted to have yeah, you because then right. she's dousing them both in the paint then yeah she wakes up at and, the very but, end and she's like, i'm just trying to save you and yep like, exactly oh, i'm glad i'm glad you've got a good memory because i i can't remember sh- next time i do a specific movie review i'm timeline it. Uh, yeah i'm dashing everything out um but you know this is like the this ninth is, chronological podcast uh well, eighth is, if you don't count the bonus so i'm still our, learning our scenes are all there they're just not always in order. yeah and you guys will if enjoy you really it you want to know what the correct order is watch it yeah i mean yeah i'm not here to be a scientist i don't have all my <laughs> things in order um i'm literally about to blow all this so up. yeah that freaks out, like peter out all that and then everyone goes back to bed mm-hmm. and then that's when he i think has the nightmare of her trying to like pull his head off right yeah right yeah because that's when that was the same night or was that a different night because there's two dreams like, involved like, i'm so sorry so, yeah. i just wanted to like i felt bad for all the things i said and of course he's just like what 
the hell are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, she's like, I'll close up was, on him. Or was that right before she woke him up to? No. Yeah, I don't know. No. no, I think that was after. That was after. It, yeah. it was There's a so many night. things happening. That yeah. night got weird. This is, our, yeah, this is undoubtedly probably the most confusing part. Right, but that is, whenever that is, it's around the same time that he has a, he has like a nightmare that she's ripped, like trying to rip his head off. Mm-hmm. But, but then he wakes up and she wasn't trying to. It was really just a nightmare he was having, but it was so real to him that he thought she was. So she had to convince him that he wa- that she wasn't. Yeah, he's but, like, you're sleepwalking again. Yeah, She's but like, that that's kind of when Steve <sighs> starts not trusting her all so much. Like, like all Good of this point. stuff happening. Yeah. And honestly Steve starts is like, to look like... Okay, she's, she's spiraling. Like, she's yeah, getting like spiraling. schizophrenia is, like her brother. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah. So after that crazy-ass night, um, Annie goes up into the attic... And sees a fucking dead body up there. Uh, Is that after? Maybe that? that's where she gets the spirit from. No, no, because because I remember she opens uh, up over the, the course of the film. You'll see like this. You know, if you like take a mirror and you kind of shine it. I guess that's a cl- kind of close way to describe it. Mm-hmm. You know, there's that little light beam that shoots there. Well, there's like a blue one that appears throughout the film, like with Charlie's room, the one that leads her outside. Yeah, at the very beginning. Yep. Um. And then at one point, because I think after that, that's when Peter's in school. Yeah. And then that's when shit with him gets really weird. That's when he hits his. Because that's when that. That's when his spirit hits him. And yeah. he like looks over into the glass case by him and he's like deadpan. And it, the, it's that's like what a it sinister is. him smiling back. Yeah, that's what it is. When Peter's doing that no, thing guys, at school. Check it out. I'm what? doing my research right here. Annie notices that Joan's welcome mat resembles her mother's craft work. She's but that's a, while Peter is at school smashing his face in the thing because Annie wouldn't answer her but phone. It sh- yeah, but look, it shows that she, in the attic, she finds Ellen's decapitated body yeah. first. And then it shows Peter slamming his head. But what so. I'm saying is it was, it was at the same time. Yeah, they're intertwined. Right, right, right. When Steve comes home, she's like, oh, I'm so glad you're home. Yeah. Uh, that's the thing, too. I really wish the timeline for this was more like kind of – like linear you, like, you know like sometimes you watch something and it's like okay this all takes like place in the course of a day mm-hmm. versus this it's like okay well the it's funeral's been a few this weeks since the funeral like it hasn't been like yeah. a week since like the grandmother yeah. died now like charlie's this and like it's kind of all over the place this this know? reminds me you're definitely gonna have to help us out with midsummer it's been a while since we've seen midsummer but that movie keeps popping up in my mind okay cool so yeah it's pretty so. it's pretty clear um there's, so i think there's a lot more to We'll yeah, so we're gonna try to run through the rest of Hereditary pretty quickly. Um, it all happens pretty fast. Though. Oh, just yeah. to clarify From, too, I think we forgot to mention at the beginning the fact that um, right after the grandma's funeral, it'd been like a day. Steve gets a call, and they're basically saying he's like, "Well, what do you mean? You can't hear who's on the other end. You yeah. just know it's a funeral home." And he's like, "Well, what do you mean defiled?" He's like, yes, it hasn't even yeah, been like a, like yeah, a week or yep. something like that. Mm-hmm. And he never even told Annie. And yeah. he's like, oh, it's like, oh, just some like bill thing from the funeral home. So he's later, like, okay. Peter's going through all this shit at school <laughs> and she, uh, Annie finds the body and the pictures of the, or oh, she finds the masks themselves there up in the attic and Steve comes home with Peter, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's like, he's, you know, he's something, something. I forgot what he said when he brought him home. She's like, what happened to him? And he's, you know, he had a seizure or a stroke or some shit. Like he, he's some logical explanation. Yeah, 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 yeah. So they put uh, Peter to bed. He's got a broken nose, and she shows the body to um, Steve, and he's like, "You're the one. You're the one that fucking defiled it." Okay, and she's walking downstairs begging him to burn this book because she can't do it because the book set her on fire, right? 
Yeah, she tried to sketchbook. Yeah, because that's what's connected with Charlie. But mm-hmm. now that spirit's been taken over by the evil entity. Yeah, that, you know, gets revealed at this point. And right. Yeah. But was it um when she showed her husband the body? They came back down. She was trying to explain everything and explain the book, and that's when he was like. No, I'm not doing this anymore. Yes. Yeah. yeah. He's like, I'm not. He's like, I'm not entertaining this. this. He's like, you need help. I yeah. think it was you that did all this. And she basically goes, "Fuck it, I'll do it myself." Takes a sketchbook, dumps that shit in the fire. Steve up in blows up. Yeah, like soup Which just I still don't burns understand up. How it was him, but we'll keep it. I think it, I think it's probably something along the lines of payment was protecting Annie's body because. He was going to use Annie. Yeah, you use Annie. Got you. Got you. Yeah, I was just thinking that earlier anyway. Um, So, yeah, afterwards, um, Peter – this is the finale of the movie. So, Peter finds Steve burnt to a crisp. Um, As he walked down the stairs, Annie was in the corner crawling along the walls on the ceiling. She was in the corner of his bedroom when he woke up behind him. Yeah. She's possessed completely. Yeah. Right. Again, how are people sleeping through? Like, well, no, he's he's probably hopped up on drugs at that point. He just broke his nose. Well, that's true. They probably um, gave him a bunch of yeah. shit at the. Yeah, probably took him to the emergency room or something. Because I mean, everybody in class was like, "Oh, he just had a spaz attack," you know. Like, so uh, finds Char Girl Dad downstairs, and um, <laughs> um, Annie starts chasing him, and he's freaking out. At this point, he's reverted into a child he's like mom mom mommy help me why are you doing this and she crawls up upside down and is slamming her head against the attic where peter's now trapped himself um peter looks across the yard and sees in the treehouse the light is on where charlie would always hang out and he was looking out there and he hears a sawing noise when he turns Wait, around but that's no he sees the candles across the room where the his grandmother's body was first, and there's naked people in his attic. And he's just like, and then he turns the around hell? and hears. Yeah, there was. Words. Okay, I thought, I thought, they, I because thought that's the point where we're like, how the hell did she get in the attic? Because that's when we were like, how'd she get in there if the door was mm-hmm. shut and all that. Yeah, I still mm-hmm. don't understand that. Either I'm not okay. wrong, wrong. It, <laughs> it's like King of hell, man. Yeah. King of hell. Um. So yeah, like they said, um, he sees the candles where the body was. Sees the dead people, the naked and, and people. And there's a picture of his face with his eyes crossed out. In yeah. The center of the candles. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because that was in the sketchbook. Yep. Um, and Annie is now floating. She's cutting her head off with a piano wire, and that shit lops off. You hear the bump, and Peter's fully freaked out, ready to go. Jumps out the third story window. He jumps yeah, that before she completely decapitates herself. Because once he's lying <clears throat> in the flower bed, dead. You're like, you don't see it. You, I mean, you see her sawing like her head off, but then once he's down there, you kind of hear. A, like the noise. Yeah. And yeah. so you, I mean, you know. So that yeah. means the spirit leaves Annie's body at the same time Peter's dies. When the yeah. the light comes down. Through, yeah. Right? Or is. Because it comes to like the center. Right. Or he's at least completely unconscious. It was waiting for yeah. his, his spirit know. to be that broken kid, down. Because he's, he's victimized. He's. Bringer that day. Yeah, yeah. Peter's wounded at that point. He's so vulnerable that he's. He's been beaten down. Yeah. He accepts that spirit. And once the spirit hits him. He stands up, walks over, goes up the ladder in the treehouse. While watching his mother float into it. Yeah, oh yeah, 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 the headless Headless. mother. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and finds that his grandma's old dead body, headless, and his mom's new dead body, headless, are bowing to a 
like a figure. Dummy. Yeah, it looks dummy. Like a mannequin, giant like wooden mannequin. Yeah, it's or like it's made out of paper towel rolls or something. Like something weird. It's definitely an art mannequin, but what? Can yeah. You know? <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, and there's a there's a ton of um old naked people in there. They were the same people that were at the funeral. Joan is in there. Yeah, Joan is in, and Joan is the one that announces that now. Peter is the suitable young male host for one of the Kings of Hell, Payman. And they uh, all hail Payman, and he gets a crown, and now he's... Which was a neat shot back when he was smoking weed under the bleachers. I yeah. The second time, the light shines through the bleachers onto his hair just right where it looks like a golden crown is floating above his head. I don't know if that was... Like intentional, but that was a pretty neat foreshadowing. It, it was, was cool. It was cool. I don't know if it was intentional either, but it was pretty cool, honestly. Um, and yeah, that's that's hereditary, guys. One thing I was gonna say because I was gonna say it in the beginning, and then we start talking about other stuff. Um, it, my revelation that I had when I gasped earlier, I realized because his mom builds the houses, like that's her job is building miniature houses, like to real scale. It's like she's coping with her life by being in control of building these houses. It's like a it's like a psychological thing for her. Like she probably didn't think of it that way, but it's very interesting that that's her job choice. Is to just build like replicas of homes and like solid. That's the only thing she's in control of in her life. Everything else yeah. is kind of all um, the place. You know that one point where she goes ape shit and literally smashes all of them. That's what I'm saying. That's like that's like her point where it's like okay, she's really off the rails. Like yeah. Um, so, uh, favorite or least favorite (laughs) out of the two? I like it more only because it's packed full of so much stuff. I feel like that it is. That took us almost an hour to talk about. Yeah. Midsummer is extra long (laughs) and takes extra long to get into it. And then I feel like it's very hyped up for a kind of lackluster midsummer i think for as long as it is i think we're gonna have to try to breeze through it a little better because it won't be hard no yeah i mean not a ton happens you guys probably don't remember as much of it yeah as i do yeah right Right. um emily's seen it recently whereas me and steffi has have seen it like months ago like when it first came out on yeah probably probably like four or five months it came out yeah yeah june july yeah we watched it like not long after that yeah um my second favorite personally i think i like midsummer better but um see this is where it gets interesting though because again you guys saw them in chronological yes yeah i saw midsummer before i saw hereditary Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so i mean it's that's nice thing though they're so different yeah right i mean obviously they're still very like distinctly an ari aster film yeah um but he's not a one-trick pony that's for sure Oh yeah, he's full of surprises. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Shit. Um. Yeah. So hereditary. It just depends on like what you mean by favorite. Though. Like, <clears throat> which do you enjoy your, more? Well, what makes it? What makes favorite? Midsummer my favorite? Well, you said it was your second favorite. Right? Oh, what makes Hereditary my yeah. second favorite? Um. He, nothing. No, 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 John. You said Midsummer was your second favorite. No, I'm. I, then I miss. I so said Midsummer's it wrong. Midsummer is my favorite. Okay, so yeah. why is Midsummer your favorite? Because Midsummer is also my favorite. I feel like Midsummer. Um. <laughs> I feel like maybe when it comes to horror movies and stuff, I don't think 
it should be, I think it should be in a foreign land. Like, I feel like you should be on a road trip or you should be in a cabin or you should be on vacation or, you know, because that sets up so you know, much. like Evil Dead. <laughs> so that sets up so much of um, the already nervousness. Like, you know, if you're in the house, I mean, yeah, King of Hell's there. But, like, if you're out in Sweden and you only know the four people that are rooming with you, like, you could be fucked. Like most of these people in Midsummer are. So that sets up all kinds of crazy shit ahead of time. Uh, it's a beautiful movie. Tons of symbolism. A lot of foreshadowing. Personally, more interesting characters. All right, I'm going to keep mine short and sweet. Florence Pugh. That's oh, it. yeah. I love her. I'm what, just what a babe. I, I do love her. What yeah, a babe. I mean, overall, I just like Midsummer. I think maybe too, just because I saw it first, maybe that definitely like... Mm. maybe definitely has like an effect over which one I prefer more mm. but um it's stunning I don't know it's just I think what really gets me is you know you're so used to scary movies and like scary sp- suspenseful movies everything's always like dark and shadowy and it's like is something gonna like jump out yeah you know, that's right. usually you associate yeah. scary stuff with the dark mm-hmm. but I'm like you know like this stuff can just happen in broad daylight you know right and I think too with um the foreshadowing like you know, at the very beginning of Midsummer, when it starts out, it's that shot of the tapestry. Mm-hmm. And as you go, it's like the three parts. Mm-hmm. And so you you notice that stuff as you watch the film. And you're like, oh, okay, like it all makes sense. Yeah. And with that one specifically, you know, the foreshadowing, I can't even talk today, foreshadowing is so much more like upfront. Yeah, that's you're very like, true. you're like, oh wow, okay, like yeah. this is definitely about to happen, and you you want to look away, you really do. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, especially but I with this. I want to see what's about to happen, even though I know it's about to happen. Right. Um. Well, that leads in uh, the and beginning again. of Midsummer is a lot like Hereditary in the way of like we're starting off with tragedy. Um, remember what? What do you? What are you gonna say? Well, I was gonna say I think I think one thing that might have it's kind of like a perk about Midsummer that makes it so scary too is I feel like you can relate to Florence Pugh a lot more than you can anybody in Hereditary. Like Hereditary is a very specific family dynamic that I feel like is very hard. Like, I don't relate to any of those people. <laughs> but, like, with Forrest Pugh, she's like, you know, she's going there. It's, it's you know, a foreign place. Like, she just wants to have some fun. It's bright. Like, my I'm just going to my boyfriend. Yeah, yeah, I get it. Like, you I don't even Maybe I'll get there. some they Swedish dick if I'm out here. It up. <laughs> <laughs> it, um, that fish candy. I will say, too, like... <laughs> Swedish dick. From watching Midsummer then to watching Hereditary, um, it's weird how a lot of, like, the beginning, like, they... He like Ari Aster like mentions like mental health. It's yeah, a disaster in both of the beginnings. Yeah, like yeah, because yeah. I mean like her sister with bipolar and it's undealt with. It's like both the main characters in these movies. It's like they have something horrific happening to them. So yes, but I I, I think I think Danny Florence Pugh's character. I think mm-hmm. she wanted to deal with it. She yeah. yeah. Um, she did. Her so, family wasn't necessarily like a mess. Yeah, her sister just yeah. Struggled. So. Let me run through the beginning at least um, so people are kind of on board with us if they've never seen it. Um, in the beginning of Midsummer, uh, like you said, the tapestry shows up and everything. But uh, Danny, Florence Pugh's character, is trying to get a hold of her sister. Uh, she's messaging her. And, you know, we've seen that she's had a couple incidents where she didn't message back before. But she's battling a lot of bipolar and depressive episodes. Mm-hmm. So um, what happens is that she can't get a hold and she's talking to her boyfriend and everything. And the boyfriend's like, Oh, I'm sure everything's fine. But, um, it, the camera goes to a garage where a car is running and 
attached to the exhaust pipe is kind of like one of the like a tube like a tube like you get from like Home Depot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Taped to it, and the tube runs up the stairs and splits off two ways. One way shows us uh, her sister who has duct taped the tube to her mouth, which is such a violent image. Like it's not a, and it's one not of her gory. Eyes is like discolored. Yeah, and, and like cro- oh my god, it's so. That's, yeah. graphic it's not violent like gory and but again, like once oh, you see man. like that hose attached to the tailpipe and it starts going you're like oh yeah God. you're like yeah, shit it happened but what makes it different is usually you know when that kind of stuff happens in films or you know in real life god forbid, yeah. you know it's usually they're just sitting in the car in the, in the car so like yeah like where oh, is this going this wow. is convoluted right so, like, like this, this took a lot of effort Mm-hmm. But that kind of jumps into this too. Well, that's what makes you think too, because like, I'm like her time. She had time to think about this. But so then, not like, to mention again, you know, you said it splits two ways. Yes, yeah. The second way goes to the parents' room. And yeah, the parents are just laying in bed. Yeah, so they went a little more peacefully, um, arguably. Because they but. just she just duct taped under the doorway yeah. to seal the room mm-hmm. off, so as it filled with like the CO two, mm-hmm. they were asleep. They just yeah. kind of died in their sleep what makes the 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 image so and i'm not going to spend too much time on this because i do want to try to get this movie out of the way within within 30 minutes which is going to be hard as shit but um the duct tape is what makes it so harrowing like the duct tape owner like like even if she wanted to escape what she's already done she's going to have to work for she's going to have to pull it off and it's going to hurt so like right it's not like she was just anticipated it she she wasn't just sucking on fumes like she was she was really making sure that it worked yeah that's what it comes down to yeah and danny is destroyed when she finds out because it it was really shitty too yeah because you know she's freaking out about it texting her boyfriend he's like you know like out he's with his homies yeah and they're like come on man like it doesn't her like sister do this shit all the time and like just being like really dismissive of it Right. Kind of like feeding into like what he's already doing. They're like, why don't you just like break up with her? Yeah. You know, classic, you know, friend groups. We all have a girlfriend (laughs) and or boyfriend situation. So yeah, that's a, that's a good point. And we should kind of mention where all these guys are. Um, They're all in college together. Christian is the boyfriend. He's emotionally distant, kind of fucked up already. He's probably top 10 worst non-physically abusive (laughs) boyfriends I've ever seen in movies. I know. Um, Josh. (laughs) Josh is uh, played by William Jackson Harbor, the dude who we were talking about in The Good Place earlier. Shout out to The Good Place Watchers. Um, and he's cool. He's so much more um, into his studies than he is friends. So it's like, whereas everyone else is like, Christian, you should definitely dump her, man. She's drama. Josh is like, yeah, dude, don't you want to focus on your career? And, you know, like, don't you? Yeah, because I assume yeah. that obviously they're grad students because they mentioned mm-hmm. writing like and they're older, like, papers. Yeah. Um, Mark, Will Pottier is top 10 biggest dickheads I've ever seen in my life. Not even just movies. Such a dickhead. One of the worst people you could put on the screen. But Will Pottier did a great job. I hated him. And, uh, Pele is their foreign exchange student, I guess. Swedish friend. And the dude who fucks everyone up for life. But looks Uh, so good while doing it. He's a handsome (laughs) dude. I'll I'll give him that, man. Um, (laughs) so, uh, he gets called home and she's freaking out. And he's like, I got to go. And they're like, oh man, what the fuck? You're leaving boys. Simp. No, but yeah, like, really. um, he dips and he was already planning on breaking up with her, but she calls and she's like, my sister's dead. My parents are dead. And, uh, 
there's this shot of him. She, she's crying in his lap, and he's just like looking forward, like kind of just like I don't know what to do, like petting her back. Yeah, her back. which like, is so funny because like, oh, I'm poor guy. Well, yeah, important too. Like I don't way, care about you know, him. To establish like how just like like selfish. He's yeah, so like, absent. Yeah, not selfish, but like just how detached he's absent. They are yeah. in the relationship. Yeah, she's she, attached. Like, she attached, loves him. But it's also like she knows. Yeah. yeah. You know, she's kind of like forcing it like, oh, like, don't leave me, that sort of thing. Yeah. When she calls, you know, and she's like sobbing like heavily into the phone, like she doesn't even have to say what happened. Yeah, he knows. She's like, what? Like, what's going on? Like, you know, almost like he's like mildly annoyed that yeah, like, like stop crying for five boys. seconds and like, yeah. yeah. Right, right. So it, it, it makes you kind of uncomfortable too. Yeah, I'm like, like, this you man like, you really should not be together. <laughs> yeah. Is he okay? Like, <laughs> um, so a little bit of time passes by and uh, we find out because they're talking about it. Uh, we find out that Pele has invited everybody to the Swedish Midsummer Festival, which is a real festival. It's just nothing like the movie. Um, Damn, they're not going to have anybody have come out there anymore. <laughs> yeah, they do. Yeah, really. They wear the dresses and the flowers. Yeah. too. Right? I'd like to know if they do as many drugs as they do in this movie. I don't know. I'd like to know if their like attendance has gone down. I feel like nobody wants to go to that shit now. Yeah, and do please do they serve pube pie and and pink lemonade? Are we allowed to jump off a cliff? Yeah, yeah. Are we allowed? Um, You know that's reserved for seventy-two and above. Um, (laughs) So uh, Pele invites them, and Christian's like, "Should I invite Danny? Like, what do you think?" And uh, Mark jumps to it, and he's like. Fuck no! Doesn't Pele like oh so conveniently accidentally mention it to her? Yeah. Oh, we're going to Sweden. But I wasn't sure that was going to. She's like, but you bought like your plane ticket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, Girl, just dump him (laughs) and avoid all this catastrophe. And Christian does the uh, he does the the boyfriend thing. That's like, I mean, you can come if you want. Like, you don't have to come. even more yeah just say like no i don't want you to come or yeah another reason i like this movie so much is there's so much unintentional and intentional humor it's very dark humor this is so much less of a melodrama like it's so just like there's some funny shit in this movie man there really is i think what helps is like the camaraderie amongst like Mm -hmm. christian and his friends yeah that definitely like ties them in like the like yeah, she sucks. Bring her. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Just like that banter, you know. Yeah, yeah, right. right. They so all, like, have different like personality types, but sorry. And they're and they're closer to our age. I feel like so. Yeah, we we get it a little being, better. Yeah, but it's different too because it's not like a family setting. Yes, yeah, yeah, you're yeah, not yeah, like yeah. so uncomfortable when you. I mean, it makes you uncomfortable, but you're like, wow, well, um, right, stupid. Yeah. So, um, Danny comes over and she's like, "Yeah, I heard you guys are going to." Sorry, oh, I got heartburn. Um, I heard you. <laughs> I heard you guys are going to Sweden and Christian said I could totally come. And then Mark's like, yeah. Um, Josh, can you no? or it says Christian, can you come read over this paragraph? I was writing like, Oh, that's not fishy at all. Like, Hey Christian, come get the fuck away from her so I can cuss you out. And then Josh is like, I got to go type up this paper. And then Pele is like, Hey, Danny, I'm very sorry. What happened to you? And she like, loses, loses it. it. Yeah. And he's like, I'm mm. so sorry. I didn't mean to. She's like, no, you're fine. And then she goes and has like a meltdown. And that super cool scene where she leaves and walks through the bathroom door. And, and then it's the airplane bathroom. Yeah. Oh, that was oh, like, yeah. it's like one of the coolest scenes in the movie. That's, and that's saying a lot. I liked about this movie is like the certain like shots. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. The way mm-hmm. he used that. Yeah. Um, so they show up 
and uh, they're driving in, right? And he's like, dude, it's like 8 p.m. It doesn't make sense. Why is it bright? And he's like, oh, well, this is the 24-hour summer day or some shit like that. You know, I'm, I'm really, really appreciating the accent. I'm, no, it's really bad. And I'm sorry, Swedes. This is so... <laughs> sorry, Swedes. I'm sorry, Swedes. And uh, so they show up and uh, Pele's walking them through and they're, they're seeing people and they're like, who are all these people? And they're just like, I mean, they're just guys. They're people here for the midsummer. And then Pele sees Ingemar and Ingemar is this homeboy from Sweden who has two English people, Simon and Connie with them. Who are engaged. They're engaged. Yeah. And they're super cool. And I think a little smarter than this group towards the end, we kind of figure out that they're a little smarter. I mean, suffer pretty much the same fate, but, you know, oh, man. So they uh, pretty much jump right into tripping on mushrooms. Yeah, I mean, yeah, there's, there's, there's like no time. Pele's like, mm, so now that you're comfortable. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, the funniest scene in the movie is right here. Uh, everyone's tripping, and Mark starts to trip, but he's having a bad trip right off the bat. He's like, guys, uh, Fuck, I'm nervous. Uh, we should lay down. Hey, lay down. We should all lay down. Pele, come back. Like, freaking the fuck out. And uh, Christian isn't tripping and Danny isn't tripping. Um, Danny's like, uh, I don't know if I should. And Christian's like, yeah. No, 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 I want to, I want to. He's like, I guess I want to. And she's like, no, I I, I don't want to hold you back. Danny's such I'm a like, good girlfriend not, well, my, to such a shitty dude. But my thing is, too, I'm like, it's mushrooms, like. Mm. Like, oh, I don't want to hold yeah. you back. I'm like, it's not like you're no big deal. From a career. I'm like, mm-hmm. he's gonna probably want to do it anyway. And it's without you. It's just like he'd be doing just mushrooms. Here. Like, yeah. Um, but that also kicks off a lot of like what continues throughout the movie. Like, there's just a bunch of like people tripping on so much tripping. Sorry, within this film. <laughs> so and sorry. apparently, I personally have never partaken partook in any sort of like illicit substances but from what i've read a lot of people say he does a very good job we get it emily you don't want your future boss (laughs) anyway but a lot of people say he does like a really good job of making it like what you see is like that's actually like what it's like tripping on Mm -hmm. mushrooms yeah in terms of like what you're seeing because it gets weird too when she starts panicking and then runs off to that weird, random little shed that's mm-hmm. a bathroom, which also, no lights, no hole for light to get through. And she's having, remember, she sticks the, the her hand on the ground. The grass through her hand. Yeah. Because I was like, ew, what? Like, ew. like, it just weirded me out because I did not like that. A lot of really strange imagery that's super cool. Um, like, I like that shot a lot where she looks down and then there's weeds through her hand. Some might even say trippy. Trippy, dude. Yeah. Um, Cool. So, from there... <laughs> <laughs> Shut the fuck up, so, so from there they're exploring a little more right and uh, they're seeing where they're gonna stay yeah, she panics and goes into that because she the washer herself, yeah. right and doesn't yeah. she doesn't something weird happen with that like, no she, she's like, just kind of like spiraling she's yeah tripping. so she's trying to like ground herself so she's like let me look at myself in a mirror which is a bad idea yeah, from what she, i hear for, for, exactly from yeah. what i've heard that's the last thing you're supposed to do when you're tripping is look at your reflection Dude, in I would mirror. Freak out. and then yeah. i think too like doesn't she see something? I don't remember. I that. don't know. I think she just like freaks out and then yeah. just kind of comes back and they're like, "Hey, you okay?" She's like, yeah. oh, "I'm fine. I'm fine. Totally I'm fine, fine I'm man. Like, you are not fine. Yeah. You have not been fine. This you weren't belt. fine when those yeah, man, fucking okay. lilies were growing through your hand." Um, so they're walking around and uh, they see 
where they're going to stay. They see sacred temples and stuff. They see a bear just weirdly Chilling locked in up. in a cage in the yeah. middle of, like, just there. There's like, a, fields of grass. Yeah. There's no trees. There's no space water. Very... There's a big tree knocked over, and it's, it's, it's a dead, destroyed Super tree. Old. And somewhat important. We'll get into that. But, uh, yeah, um, Pele tells them... We came on a good day because you guys get to see the Adestupa. What is the Adestupa, Steffi? I don't remember. <laughs> Do you remember what the Adestupa is? Is that when they die? Yeah. Oh, spoiler! Wow. So, okay. so not no, well, not Christian. That was and, day one. Oh no, not Christian and Josh and all them die. No, I'm saying that. Yeah, know, that was day two. Day two. Have, well, that's another thing to mention. It's never dark here. Yeah. <laughs> it is light. 24 hours a day yeah well no 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 it's it's like the first day it's 24 hour brightness the first day because remember there are times when they're sleeping because remember uh it's, danny ends up taking the pills she from takes Josh. sleeping pills yeah oh, okay yeah. But it's not dark very long is that what it is it's like yeah it, it, fully dark, it's I weird think. yeah it's it's very different yeah okay um but where where was i going oh yeah the adestupa mm-hmm. so um Pele says it's a great honor to do the Adestupa because when you turn 72, you get all along with your village and – sorry, more Harbor. Um, He's going to talk through it, though. Yeah, I'm going to talk through it. Um, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> and then uh, you, you get in and you have a giant feast with your village, and then you get up on top of the highest cliff around. Full send. And just – fucking swan dive into the rocks below you know what's crazy that almost makes it worse hmm. than just diving it's just big giant concrete blocks at the bottom i think they're it's rocks i don't like, think they're no, man-made like no, no it's yeah. not man-made i'm saying how like, there just happens to be just giant like it's like cliffs. slabs of granite it's, it's like, like yeah. it's yeah. Flat from the, yeah, yeah. To like where'd the cliffs come like, from there's cl- nothing that's I mean, what i'm saying where'd they go about that like Nothing about any of this is logical. No. And, <laughs> so you're just like, ah, oh, i got to take it with a grain of salt. And all of our grad students are kind of figuring out what's going on before they jump. And uh, like, oh my God. Jo- Josh is, you know, he's writing his paper on these people. So he's writing this out. He's like, oh, I think they're going to jump. And Christian's freaking out. And Mark's sure as shit freaking out. And Danny's just looking she's in like amazement. Paralyzed. She, she yeah. can't believe that she's about to watch someone else die. And the lady jumps, and she cracks her head open immediately. And then the guy jumps, and he decides to do like a pencil jump, like a dummy, and just <laughs> like a dummy. cracks the fuck out of his legs. They just shatter into pieces. And he's screaming, and he's freaking out. And then this dude and this woman come with like oversized cartoon mallets. God, I hate just, how you're yeah. not even describing it in that much detail, but I can like vividly see. That's all the thing of about this mind. movie, that's man. The like scene that I was like, oh my. God. God, that's no, that's forever. a scene everybody. If I'm 90 years old and have like true dementia, that's gonna be the scene. That <laughs> I'm gonna be like, and they had mallets, <laughs> <laughs> and the couch is on fire. <laughs> and that's the story. And he was inside a bear. Like, <laughs> yeah, you're going in a home. <laughs> um, and it's John's fault because he made me watch it. But and yeah, and talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so yeah, Danny freaks out again this movie should be called the torture of florence Pugh because she's crying over that and like over a shakespearean yeah yeah the the something in the pew instead what, what is it sounds like a shakespeare sonnet what's the one in the shrew like, the taming of the shrew yeah the taming of the pew 
is what this one would be. That, 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 <laughs> it would work if like you Anything know, was the tame. taming of the shrew. They're like, taming the her into the May Queen. That dude, have you you haven't read it? You no, I haven't. Definitely no. not. No. Yeah. Do I look like a guy that reads Shakespeare? No, John. It's a Midsummer's Night's Dream. <laughs> oh, come on, visible high five. It's nice. Been real. It's been fun. I will see myself. <laughs> that was really good though. That was way better than Taming of the Pew. Um, Absolutely. So she's freaking out. She's crying. Pele's like, I should have thought about it. Like, yeah, you psycho. He's like, yeah. He's like, I can't believe I didn't like prepare you well enough for this. I'm like, how would you prepare anyone who's an outsider for anything like that? Like her whole family. The British couple. He, the guy specifically is oh, yeah. bugging the fuck out. He's, yeah. like, he's like, what the fuck? Yeah. And, just like, and he's like trying to leave. And they're like, no, 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 no. Like, calm down. Like, it's fine. He's like, what do you mean? This isn't okay. What the fuck's wrong with you people? Yeah. yeah. And don't yeah. forget, everybody out there is, is like, moaning with the old yeah. guy. He's like, uh, and like, the whole like, crowd's like, yeah, <laughs> you know. And of course, that just drives you further into the whole like, what the fuck mm-hmm. yeah. state of mind that you have throughout the entirety of this film. If you think this is a slow opening to this movie, once you're here, you're captured. Like once that you're, happens, it's yeah. like okay, it's kind of like you know, back to hereditary. And then they stay. When yeah, he dies. It's like yes. okay, this is where shit starts to hit the right. fan. Yeah, here we go, ladies and gentlemen. Like, so. Like Steffi just said, they decide to stay, but Simon and Connie, who was just freaking out, decide to leave. Uh, the One of the elders of the group tells uh, Connie to get her shit together because Simon's already left for the train. Because Simon ran off. Yeah. Um, but they were supposed did. to both pack. And I think it was like the guy was like, well, I only have room for one of you in my truck. I have to come back for the other one. Yeah. And Some, when they were telling her or yes. him that or something <clears throat> stupid... <clears throat> He was already gone. Well, Connie was like, he wouldn't leave without me. Yeah. Well, he did. Yeah. So So do you want to meet him or no? (laughs) And uh, then later when she does leave, uh, we hear someone scream. And we don't see Connie or Simon for a little bit. We do see him later, but not like you'd expect. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So Christian being the biggest dick he could be is like josh i like that you're doing a thesis for your college degree about this i'm also gonna write the exact same thesis. i just decided i'm gonna steal your fucking idea even though you had this pre-planned yeah before we even left and he's just like yeah i'm just gonna go ahead and i'm also going to do that what a tool dude and yeah, so they start talking to the elders and they're like, "Can we, what can we write down? Can we speak about the name or any of y'all? Yeah. And they're like... I think that plays a key part too, mm-hmm. just because then it becomes like this... It's culty. Of, this, then it's culty. Not that, but between the two of them writing their thesis on the same oh, thing, yeah. it kind of becomes like this uh, competition between them. Very much so. To want, uh, not, I cannot talk. Christian, Josh? Josh. Josh. Leaves Josh to try to break into that one building. To yeah. 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 The, oh, I forget the right. name of the book. It's like there. right, and that's when you With really that's when you see them. Also, uh, like we forgot to mention as they're also as they're doing that's all this wrong. stuff. Um, Christian is kind of getting harmlessly flirted by with well, not harmlessly, I guess, but she's like an underage girl. It's, it's an weird. Aggressive twelve year old. Yeah, that's like the only way I can think to describe it. That yeah. is what for me is like the most uncomfortable part. And she's it. making love eyes every time she it's sees weird. him. It's, it's not, not like, like it's not like oh like. I'm 
like Which have a crush. How old is that actress? Some twenty-five-year-old singer in a band. I will tell you now. How old is that actress, please? She is twenty-seven. Twenty-seven chance. Oh wait, what? That's the wrong. Which girl was it? Let me. There's so many weird fucking names. I don't. That's her. But they don't have. Oh yeah, Maya is her name. That's right. Spelled weird. What's her name? Isabel Grill. Yeah. I don't know, man. That just. she has to be 18 because she's butt naked at one point. Not just butt naked, but like thrusting. Um, okay, then. She's 22. Thank God! Okay. Oh, wait, that makes me feel better because I'm yeah. 22 and I look like a She's only a month <laughs> younger than John. Oh my God, wait, that's... <laughs> I don't feel weird about it anymore. <laughs> yeah, you can pull Christian. No, thanks. <laughs> He's gross, man. 22. I'm, look. She looks like she doesn't yeah, get enough. Don't look like that. She looks like she doesn't um, get enough protein. Obviously, I don't look like that. Okay, first of all, like me. Um, <laughs> yeah, I t- vegan. Okay. <laughs> Whatever, John. Um, that's not the diss you think it is. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. I'm really unhealthy. Uh, speaking of unhealthy, Have you know it's on omnivore. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, guess what? I wouldn't eat fucking meat pie. Oh yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. You yeah, don't yeah. have to eat it, you. <laughs> so they uh, let's see, where does it go from here? I know so they're beefing about the thesis. The next big thing that I think happens is Mark pisses on the tree. Yeah, because he's like, oh, "I'll be right back. I'm gonna go to the bathroom." Yeah, and, and the he guy starts shouting at him. This dude loses his shit. He's like, "What the fuck, man? Like, I'm just trying to take a leak, and he's like coming at me." And he's yeah, like, you pissed on the ancestral tree. You're and like basically pissing on all of our ancestors. He's like, "Sorry, I didn't know." <laughs> and then this super hot girl comes up, and she's like, "Come." That's Come. when they're at uh, dinner. No, that's when he. I thought she says that to Christian. Oh, yeah, she does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's at that point, too, with the way everyone's kind of like just disappeared, you're mm-hmm. like, he's so, he's dead now. Like, that's it. That's what yeah. causes them to kill him off. And right before dinner, um, I believe it's right here where Christian had just remembered, which he forgot the day before, I think, that it was Danny's birthday. Yeah, such a douche. And that's... he brings like a piece of bread with a candle on it. He's like, yeah. happy birthday! And the candle keeps going out and he can't fucking light it. Yeah. That shit was so funny. And then he was like, he was just oh. like, oh, like, I'm sorry, you know, like, the, the jet lag, like, I just kind of, like, forgot. And I'm working on my paper, and... Okay, dude. But either way, you know, like, when he booked that trip, before telling her, you know, he... Danny's she, over it. Danny's over it at this point. Yep. And she's been taking sleeping pills because all this has got her fucked up. She's starting to get mm-hmm. PTSD about her sister. Right. Especially um, well, and then at this point, it's like she knows she's stuck in a different country with a bunch of weirdos, and her yeah. boyfriend doesn't give a shit about her. So she's pretty much by herself. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> she's really. Coming in terms of the fact she's, she's got Pele, but that's herself. it. Yeah. Um. So then the dinner happens, and Mark's lured away. Uh, by the the Swedish girl I was talking about, yeah. she says, "Come, come," and he leaves, never to be seen. Well, not never because to be seen also again. leading up to that, you know. He, that girl has kind of here and there made eyes at him. Yeah. Of course, him being the massive little so like I think she wants he's like, she so wants it. Because <laughs> going into that, he's like, I can't wait to fuck all these Swedish yeah. girls. Yeah. Like, wow, the confidence level you have. Yeah, yeah for not honestly. so good looking. Sorry, Will. But <laughs> I'm, I'm shitting on a real person here. Like, I just don't like Mark. I think Will Potier is probably a good looking dude. Mark's not. <laughs> I think also around this time, that's when um, Josh Pele. Has that conversation with Danny where he's like, "Do you feel held by him? Does yeah, he feel like home to you because he's the yeah. one that comforts her after they're the, in that the crazy. They're like, in the where everyone's sleeping, the right? And, sleeping yes. area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, 
Christian's nowhere to be found. No. Um, because I think that's when he's like, oh, I'm gonna go take a nap or do mm-hmm. whatever. I don't know. But Pele is the one that comes and like comforts Danny. Mm-hmm. You know, he's like, well, I lost my parents in a fire and all this stuff, and he's like, right. I understand. You know, subtly kind of hitting on her because he drew her like a uh, portrait too for her birthday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Her birthday. And Christian did it. Christian did. Dick. Because yep. he's like, just ugh. a piece of shit. <laughs> so from there, that same night um, that he's talking to her, Josh sneaks out. Because that's when he's like, do you feel held by him? Does he feel like home to you? And I was like, wow, that was so deep. Yeah. But And that's the thing, too, because that's what makes it so off-putting as a viewer. Because like, oh, like, he's so, like, understanding. I don't want to like Pele. Like, like, but then I'm like, he is literally, like, evil and yeah. Corrupt, like in this situation, he is like really gonna fuck her over. <laughs> the um, so that same night, Danny's out sleeping pills. She's out. Josh gets up, and he's like, "This is gonna be perfect for my paper. I'm gonna go snap a couple pictures of this sacred text and like in the sacred uh house that I was talking about. I think it was one of the triangle houses, right?" He walks in there and there's that one guiding like light down onto the book. Yeah, and it's just the book that's in there. Yeah. Or at least that's what it looks like. So he goes in there and like a dummy, he's got like audio on. He's like <laughs> taking pictures, flipping through shit. Mm-hmm. And then Flash someone going off. Yeah. And then someone's behind him, but they're are they wearing he's like Josh? Yeah. Aren't they Mark? Or Mark, sorry. Yeah. Are they he's wearing like, Mark's skin? Well, you don't well, you don't know that until he's like Mark and he gets closer and you can see like they're literally wearing Mark's face. Yeah. Like, some crazy, like a mask, like Texas chainsaw. Yeah. yeah. Like some Texas chainsaw and all this stuff. And then he just gets clocked in the head. Just a club and he's <laughs> and then it just pops. Josh is like And that's when you up. know you're like, he's gone. Another one bites the dust. So this is one of my favorite parts of the movie thematically. They get up and Christian and Danny are sitting standing next to each other. And uh, one of the elders comes up and he's like, uh, something happened in the sacred building. Uh, what happened? And where is your friend? And he was like, I don't know, man. But uh, Josh, is, he's like kind of a dick. I mean, I wouldn't trust him if I was you guys. Just throws his body under the yeah. bus. And they're like, okay, uh, we will see you at, at the designated lunch or whatever. And then they look at Danny and they say, you will join the women in preparing this and that. So this is like. We already want you to fucking die. Danny, you're with us. Like, you go hang out with the girls, you know? Like, mm-hmm. go make some meat pies. Yeah, you're you're with us now. Fuck this dude. And uh is this the point where Christian gets the meat pie? Um, well, I mean, or was they show that the- them like you know, obviously like in the kitchen area doing whatever, and you see um little 12 year two year old Maya scheming hard. Yeah. And you already know, because at that point too, like You've already seen the foreshadowing where it's like that weird tapestry of like the love spell, motion yeah. type thing. Right. And then you start to see it play out in real life and you're like, oh God, this is so like, <laughs> ugh. Yeah. Just again, off-putting. And yeah, you're like, I'm uncomfortable. I'm like, I'm really uncomfortable, but I'm going to keep watching. <sighs> yeah. And so we see Christian eating his pie and he pulls a little curly red hair out. And his lemonade is just a little darker than everyone and else's. And that is the one thing that nobody points out or mentions. I'm like, out of everyone here who has the same exact colored drink. Yeah. No yeah. one's going to talk about the fact that his is like a very like pink color. Yeah. Man. And of course, all the guys are like, ew, bro, like, is that a pube? And like, we might be like out of order with that timeline. because I'm out of order with a I lot think, of this. Uh, but Mark might still be alive in that. So. I think that was the one, that was the dinner where Mark got pulled out. Yeah, I because think be right. the very next day, the day where he told her, 
you know, go off and uh, go with the girls. That's the same day as the Maypole dance. Yeah. So Christian is See, getting. That's what makes it so hard to keep track of it because when stuff starts happening, and, and it's, it's all like, bright. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's all like during hard the day. To yeah. keep up. So, um, Christian gets drugged again, and this time the May Queen Maypole dance is about to happen. So, uh, it's this whole ceremony where they're going to nominate a lady who's able to do the ceremony properly. The last lady that's able to. There's a bunch of girls trying to do it, but um, basically they just all dance. They have that they like mushroom. Yeah. Also. Yeah. So they're well, super high. Yeah. They're that's the, the whole thing throughout this. Everyone's just getting high off this mushroom tea. Yeah. Either having like a really good time with it or a really bad time. Yeah. But basically they all dance until there's only one left, and that one left is the May Queen, which is Danny. And this is the first time I think really that we see Danny shed a genuine smile. Like she's happy. This is home. She's held by them. You know what I mean? Like, this is where she is now. And Christian's freaking out. He's stumbling. He's high to the point of stumbling at this point. And the lady's guiding him. And uh, she brings him to... uh, This is where she brings him to the temple where Maya's at, right? Yeah, because before that, he's, like, sitting down with everyone else just watching the maypole thing. And that old man, he, like, looks at him. He's like, what's going on? And the man just, like, claps in his face. And And immediately, he's like... Why would you do that? <laughs> like, he's about to cry. And then that's when he's like guiding him out. Oh, man. Yeah. And then. <laughs> <laughs> Why would you do that? <laughs> I forgot all and about I really that think part. That is the only time Christian shows like any emotion, emotion at all. Yeah. <laughs> Just fear. The fact that he has to get like mushroom angel dust blown Blood in Blood curdling fear. Yeah. Why so, would you do that? So, uh, Christian's plenty freaked out now and he's brought into this fertilization ceremony with Maya. <laughs> Super freaky. It's, it feels pedophile. So it's it's, like it's not like, it's um, not technically in real life. Old ladies. Yeah. Oh yeah. And they're all, there's a bunch of old women moaning with Maya as she moans. And Christian is so doped up out of his mind. He's, he's, like, he's having sex, but he's like, huh? What? Like, like looking around at all the people. fever sweat. Yeah, he doesn't even know where he is. They end up like guiding him too. At one point, they're like she's pushing like, on his butt cheeks. She, <laughs> she's she's like, get in there! <laughs> like, oh man, it freaks me out. And then she curls up in the fetal position. She's like, I feel the baby. Yeah, and I was like, oh, you so missed crazy. before that. What? That Florence is like, where is he? And she goes and runs yeah, the like, No, that's that's cause... right after she finished, right? Like no, they oh were no, they're still having sex. Yeah. yeah, they're still having sex. Because she's like, well, where is he? He's like in there, and she's like, like you don't want to go in like, there. No, you don't want to go over there. And she's like, of course she doesn't listen because she's like, well, I'm gonna go over there, you bitch. Like it's my boyfriend. Like <laughs> yeah, and she goes looking through like a keyhole, pops her little eye through to see what's going on, and she's like, oh my god, and then she throws up but that no but that's what it yeah. is she runs back to the to the bedroom room and all the girls are moaning they're with moaning her with her in, while she's in pain she while she's in pain like, but it's the same time while he's over there with them and they're moaning yeah it's all at the same time mm-hmm. everybody this sucks i hate it like um so he's christian's done uh getting a minor pregnant and then he well, he walks immediately off freaks out and runs and kind of comes to and runs and yeah. runs into a barn, like a chicken 
type thing. And he's like, what the hell? And he looks up. Well, no, he sees the leg in the garden first. Or the arm in the garden. And he's there, like, huh? Some sort of limb. He's like, what? Yeah. And yeah. he turns like, am I around. Still, am I still tripping? Like, am I still high? Like, what's going on? Yeah. And then. And that's when he runs in, sees all the stuff, looks up, and it's the British. Simon? Is that his name? Yeah, he was like it Simon? Up, Hold on, sunflowers fries. Was it? Yeah, it was. He was in a bloody another like yeah. like a, a member of like the community there goes immediately. He turns around and like like yeah. just like dust in his face and like he is out. Yeah, <laughs> comes to he's paralyzed from like the neck down. Yeah, can't move, can't speak. So now we're at the end of the Midsummer Festival, and Danny is about to have the best time. Uh, if you want to call it that, uh, Danny is a flower slug at this point. She's got her flower crown on and you cannot see anything under her neck because it's all covered in multicolored flowers. She is the May Queen. The May Queen. So, uh, she gets explained that now, uh, to douse away all the sin that the village community has made, that they need to get rid of some sacrifices. So who's dead? We got Mark, Josh. Simon, Connie, everyone except Christian and yeah, Danny, yeah, and, and Pele, yeah, 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 and then there's four cult members. That'd there's the nine two sacrifices. Total. Yeah, so there's the two dead ones already, and uh, two volunteers. It's Oof, who I don't think we really seen throughout the movie. He was just kind of a random dude, remember? Because she was like, she didn't pick him. They volunteered. Because you have all of the people that Pele brought in mm -hmm. that are dead. So you have Mark, Josh, Simon, Connie. Simon, Connie. That's Ingemar brought Simon, and Connie. And Ingemar is one of the sacrifices yeah, from Ing the community. Ingemar will get into the giant building so as well. Six total sacrifices. Mm -hmm. yep. And so they just need the seventh. The ninth. They need the ninth? Yeah. So it, you've got the two elders. Oh, yeah. I forget the two elders. Yeah. 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 Um, so. Then they say, Danny, you're the May Queen. You get to pick the ninth. Is it going to be the villager, Tobjorn, I think his name was? I yeah. can't really pronounce it. That sounds about right. Yeah. Or Christian. And Christian's hot the fuck up. Don't know and where not just he is. That. She's already seen all the shit that just went down. And so she hates obviously him. Obviously, she's going to pick Christian. No words are exchanged, just glances. He's looking at her like, please don't. He's and got those wide eyes. Yeah. Just like he kind of doesn't know where he is. Kind of. Really? I mean, I mean, he's starting to realize it. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I think he's fully cognizant at that point. He's just paralyzed. Like, cannot speak, cannot move. Because he's got that look like, oh, God, please don't do it. Please yeah. don't do it. He's like, but I know you're going to do it. Because I should yeah. big time. Like, I, uh, now it's coming back to bite me in the ass. I don't think we ever see her pick, but what we do see it's in the next one. we're quiet, just yeah. they look and then it cuts. To yeah. Them. And he is in this building with all these people. And he's in a bear, not a bear suit, like a bear. So what I'm thinking probably had to happen is they had to scrape out the bear. And they did they show that? No, no, no. Okay. Because it skips right to him in the bear, and they probably had to cut his arms off to put him in the bear. If you had to think about it, like I mean, I didn't try to give much thought to it because I was like, this is disgusting. It's gross. It's gross. But the bear's huge. Yeah. It's probably not that big Um. So he's stuck in a bear, super high. All his dead friends are around him, and then there's. Two super excited to die Swedish people. Uh, they set the temple on fire. Uh, he can't speak. He's so high. And to not Tobyorn, uh, Ulf and Ingemar. I feel like 
start freaking. He's paralyzed. They, yeah. They yeah. paralyzed him from the waist down. Oh, okay. Not anymore. He's fully they, aware of what's they, going on. He's oh. paralyzed. Oh, shit. I forgot about that. Dust, that's when he's like, because they got to roll him out. Yeah, okay. You know, yeah. The yeah, they paralyze him from the neck down. And Angamar and Ulf set on fire. They start screaming. That part's scary. That sap that they gave them yeah. does not work. Yeah, no, they were like, this is going to help you. You're not going to feel any pain. <laughs> really, really bad. Not Did not help at all. And uh, then the bear burns up, and it shows Danny. Probably the most memorable scene. Yeah, I'm not mem- most memorable. But she's like, running the in the flowers crying, and then she falls, and everybody's crying with her, and then she stands up and looks back and just, like, smiles because – it's all over. She's she's washed of her sins. The village is washed of her sins. And now she's like a queen of the village. Yeah, because it's weird too because she's also like kind of glowing in that scene. And yeah. I think that it makes sense too because like fire like in terms of like symbolism and literature and like films can be a cleansing thing. Right. So. Right. It's like a. It's like a redemption song for like, Danny. This whole movie is. It's like a, you know, Phoenix rising from the yeah. ashes. And now she. Mm. But see, that's when I'm like, oh, like what happens now? Does she like become a part of the community or does she get like her memory wiped and she kind of just like pops up back home? Like, what? Or will she be brainwashed, you know, like basically or will brainwashed? She be killed yeah. yeah, or like who knows, man. Next, yeah. So that's the end of Midsummer. We ended up with a king for Hereditary and a queen for Midsummer. Just realized that. Yeah, man. Um, yeah, kind of yeah. cool. Yeah, um, I know we didn't really put as much conversation into Midsummer. Uh, it's a way longer movie, so we kind of tried to breeze well, through it. Half half. Yeah, well, no, because we <laughs> well, did no. we did like an hour though on Hereditary, and we just finished Midsummer in like thirty something. This is gonna be a long podcast. People will listen to it. These are pretty topical movies. Um, but yeah, man, it's a. It, these are tough to get through if you're if you don't have a stomach for it. But Midsummer's really really good. It's really cool if you want something unique. Hereditary is gonna go down as a classic for real. Yeah, absolutely. Really will. Um, I've never seen anything like either of these guys, and I would like to kind of dive into what uh, these are gonna mean in the long run in another episode. Uh, I want to do an episode on. New horror guys, so John Krasinski, Jordan Peele, Robert Eggers, mm-hmm. and Ari Aster, I think. Because they've all got two or will have two this year. You right. Know? Quiet Place 1 and 2, Us, Get Out, um, The Witch, and The Lighthouse, and then Midsummer Hereditary. Right, right. So, I don't know. If you're a scary movie fan, you've got, you've got some good stuff coming. Yeah, and I will say I'm not a fan of scary movies at all. I'm and you liked both baby. of these. I'm such a baby, but I think that's what I appreciate about the two films. Yeah, is if someone's like in a corner, they're right there. They just keep the frame there. Yeah, and I'm like, okay, yeah. you're just looking at it. It's something crazy. It's just there's the like no thing. jump scares just, at all. And I, oh my god, I'm such a baby. Oh, hereditary has some. A couple, yeah. but that one's meant to be like. But it's kind of just like, it's in your face, like, okay, here's what's happening. Like, not totally trying to surprise you with anything. The right. thing about both of these is it's it's the kind of horror that lingers. Right. Like I said. Well, the imagery, I you have to stop I will be minding it. my business. Yep. Doing something completely irrelevant and not related at all in any way, shape, yeah. or form to Midsummer, And I'm just like, remember that time they got their faces smashed? Yeah, and then Hinger Binger the jumps off the fucking cliff. And I'm just like, oh, wow. I, I really wish I didn't see that movie, but I'm like, oh, I'm so glad I did. Yeah. No, absolutely. 
Yeah, man. So shout out Ari Aster. Whatever also, the whatever the fuck you're doing, keep on doing it. Oddly enough, um, at the end of Midsummer, you know when she's like glowing and smiling. Mm-hmm. For some reason, I don't know if it's because the way she's glowing, it reminds me of the baby son from Teletubbies. <laughs> Oh my god, it does! Also, okay, can we just say real quick too how Midsummer I think is the better movie of the two because the memes that came out of it, <laughs> that's top notch. Well, um, shout out Braylon. I've still got friends that are seeing this for the first time. Like, I mean, I just saw it for the first time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, hereditary. It is. I think I think it has a reputation of like this is a gory movie. It's gonna fuck you up. It's not gory, gory. I mean, there's some gore in it, but like. The, the problem with it is it's not, it it's sticks not with overloaded you. with like a lot of gore, but the gore that you do see will fuck you up. It's meaningful, though, yeah. for the story. Like Saw from start to finish, gore, 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 gore. Yeah. It's gross. Yeah. This is not like that. This is this is not torture it's porn. It's gore like, yeah. is that a man inside of a bear? They keep the shot long enough for you to like, be you like that is a man inside of like, a bear. You're like, is that his friend with sunflowers for eyes? Yeah, that, that, that blood eagle scene. Like a straw, like dude, that blood eagle scene right? like lingers. Like you get a good look at him where he's like splayed open in the barn. Like that shit's fucked up. That's what I'm like, and like even without gore, like you, it, the scene with him in that barn and that little girl is so long, and it's just that one. You can't even, like, you can't even be I like, oh, I'm not gonna look. The point though is like just you have to watch, right? Although anything you don't watch, you have to hear it. Although yeah. Maya and, and for like a like a little bit longer than you'd like to, <laughs> exactly. not that you like to in the first place, but technically, so technically, really, that Maya and uh, Christian scene is a bit of sexual violence, right? Like, I mean, we yeah. don't like Christian, but it is. No, absolutely. Yeah, they, I mean, they drugged him and, and coerced him. I mean, that's yeah. all. What? But it's one of those things too for most people when they see that they're going to overlook that fact because it's not happening to a woman. Yeah, right. Um, and again, I, I want I would like to do a podcast on sexuality and movies and stuff in general, but like especially with horror movies, like that's usually a big deal. Like right. the the sexual assault scenes and stuff like that, right. and I think a lot of people kind of overlook that because you know either we hate Christian, which I did. I was like, fuck Christian, I don't give a shit. And a lot of people, like she said, overlook it because he's a dude. But you know, he's yeah. They drugged him yeah. and forced him. Yeah, to and that's like, like, I mean, she's twenty two and he's scared. Real he's life. terrified. Well, like, she's playing like a fourteen year old. And then well, what you assume's a fourteen. What you assume? Yeah. yeah. All they ever really say about her, it's like, oh, she's been approved to mate. Right. Right. And I'm like, because okay, she's bleeding. All, yeah, but I think that's it has to be like her first so period. Is what well, it is. she's like, a virgin. Yeah. So I'm like, you're assuming she's like 13. Well, because <laughs> after that, too, he runs out and it's like blood on his mm-hmm. whatever. And you're like, what is going on? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I forgot. His dick is like straight flopping in the wind. There's just so much full frontal nudity. There's a lot. Both of with, the with, films, with us talking about like, this, wow. there's a lot that I suppressed from this movie. I didn't remember that's, a lot of I think, I honestly think, and it's, Funny, after we're talking about how fucked up it is, I'm going to say this, but I think if you rewatched it now that we've talked about it, I think you'd like it more than you did. Probably. I don't have any desire to rewatch it. I'd rewatch I it. I couldn't put myself through that a second time. I'd rewatch it, I think. I mean, just for the, you know, aspect of it. Like, I feel like scenes like that make me so uncomfortable. <coughs> I can't do it more than one time. No, yeah. it's <laughs> it. The, both of these movies cause a severe discomfort. Not so much terror. Well, see, always. that's the thing too. It's not like something where you know you watch like the Babadook and you're like, yeah. oh, like now I get freaked out if you hear like a tapping on like the mm-hmm. door. It's not something like that that like lingers with you where you're like super spooked. But it's just kind of like, 
wow, like that was really fucked up what I just saw. Well, that's the thing. I feel like it sticks with you so bad because it's not like you're going to, I mean, hopefully you're not going to experience that in real life. Yeah. It's like if you watch, you know, I don't know, Insidious, you're like, oh, there's, you know, it's dark in my hallway. Like there could be ghosts. <laughs> but it's like, so you, like, that's what reminds you of it. But it's like these movies that, like you said, they will hit you in the middle of the day. You're like, oh, it's a sunny day. Oh, fuck. It was sunny in midsummer. Yeah. <laughs> that's the thing, man. Like I will literally be minding my business trying to do like chemistry homework. And I'm like, yeah, that one seemed fucked. Really yeah well when you break it down i mean what really gets you probably is the themes when you split you know you split edges and you get down and dirty about what these movies are about family trusting your friends shitty boyfriends shitty boy shitty relationships Which, i mean i have one yeah <laughs> you know what i mean like <laughs> no it, it, there, there is real relatable stuff within these it's just exacerbated to the point of you know making a movie out of it like you know you know what's funny about both of these it's like you know how you have family drama what if you had a family drama and your mom was in a cult like, <laughs> you have a, you have a shitty relationship what if you had a shitty relationship in sweden and there's a cult then you <laughs> like, put him in a bear and lit him on fire like what if we took your normal situation, common situation, I, uh, and we made it work. I read somewhere that he wrote, I think he wrote Midsummer after it, but I read somewhere that Ari Aster broke up with someone, like had a bad breakup and wrote one of these two movies. I don't remember which one. I'm going to imagine it was Midsummer. I would imagine it's Midsummer, but. He would probably come out and be like, no, it was hereditary. Like, yeah. I know how saying like, like, no, one's like the hereditary is my relationship that's so, drama. That's so Freudian, like. Like, yeah, I broke up with someone, so I wrote a mom and son family drama horror movie. Like, all right, dude. All right. Go to a therapist. <laughs> Please. This is his therapy. He's making everyone yeah. else have to suffer with him. His therapy he, is making other people. That's what he's doing. All the characters do and suppress he, a lot of He it. subconsciously is moaning and the whole world's like, wah, with him. Yeah. <laughs> that's what he's doing with these movies. His therapy <laughs> is making us go to therapy. Was, is that what you were going to say? No, She's like, oh, he's moaning. We're all moaning with him. Like, mm, couldn't be me. I don't know. <laughs> no, I mean, I don't care. Couldn't I'm just me. saying. He's throwing all this on everybody, like, pretty heavy. <laughs> yeah, he, man. He does not hesitate to lay it on thick. <laughs> so, uh, that was our episode on Hereditary and Midsummer. We're going to go ahead and call it quits and throw out some recommendations. I think for all three of us, recommendations for Amazon Prime are Hereditary and Midsummer. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. Have we watched anything good on Netflix recently? We just watched the one earlier. Villains, it was on Hulu. But on Hulu. Yeah. It was good. So so I guess we'll start with the Hulu one. Uh, Villains is a thriller comedy starring Kira Sedgwick, Jeffrey Donovan, Bill Skarsgård, and the girl from It Follows. I forgot her name, but she's uh, she's a really good actress. Yeah. Um, these two... This couple is robbing people state to state in hopes to get to Florida. Uh, Their car runs out of gas. They need to get a new car. So they break into this house and it turns out there's some fucking psychos living there. So do with that what you will. That's a little bit funny. No, it's a lot of bit funny. It's really (laughs) fucking funny. (laughs) That shit's really funny. Have you watched anything good on Hulu TV shows or movies? Um, I will say the last new thing I watched in terms of a movie is Mm -hmm. Troop Zero, which is on Amazon Prime. Yeah, you were telling me about that. Yeah, it's got Mm -hmm. Viola Davis, um, McKenna Grace, who played the little girl in the movie Gifted with Chris Evans, Mm -hmm. Jimmy Slate, um, and Octavia Spencer. Mm -hmm. Um, Love her. 
but it's yeah it's a really cute little film uh she plays a little girl named christmas who she's kind of um odd a little oddball kind of obsessed with uh space and aliens and when she <laughs> finds out that they you know they have this equivalency of like girl scouts the birdies and they have a jamboree every summer and the winner of the jamboree whoever's like has the best dance um this year you know they have a guy from nasa and it's takes place in the 70s where they mm-hmm. sent the gold disc right the gold record you know up into space mm-hmm. um and the winner you know gets to be recorded and put on the disc and of course she immediately's like oh my gosh and she's like well i want to be a birdie and so she starts her own troop and the only number left is zero so they become troop zero mm-hmm. it's, you know this little group of like ragtag misfit little girls and a little boy joseph um there's a really good bowie reference or two in there as well <laughs> um it's really sweet very wholesome um, great cast. I think that's what people it. will need after midsummer. It's a really nice palate cleanser if you decide to watch midsummer. <laughs> I like so that palate cleanser. I would definitely recommend watching that after watching either or both of those. I'd films. recommend yes. Barney. <laughs> um, Actually, maybe not because there's a giant costume that a man gets inside of. So yeah, we shouldn't watch Barney. <laughs> so Netflix. I haven't watched anything new on Netflix, but last night I did watch. Jojo Rabbit we with did. with Steffi and it oh, was man. awesome. Highly recommend that we finally watched oh, that. I don't um, want to spoil it for him, but I was gonna say I also watched in terms of like a TV show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. the first season of The English Game is on Netflix. Okay, kind of like I guess the history of like how you know like football clubs in England kind of got started. Oh, how it went okay. From more like gentleman's sport to. Yeah. I, guess I thought it was like rough and tough guys at the at the beginning, or is that in the middle? Like it's like gentlemen, and it's like well, because you have like mill workers, yeah, and then you have gentlemen who are like bankers, oh, okay, or they like own the mills. So stuff. the mill workers are the rap scallions and shit. Like those are the tough guys that are like pushing people yeah. on the field and shit. Okay, no, it's a mill worker. It's not scrappy or anything. <clears throat> okay, because it was. It, I mean, it used to be considered like a gentleman sport. Yeah, as are most things, you yeah. know. That just like it's, me, it's for us. MMA. That, just, that just reminded me of that meme where it was like, I'm getting paid 50 bucks. I'm getting paid 25. He's like, you guys are getting paid? Oh, like, the, the we're the Millers, yeah. yeah. Which also has Will like, Poitier in it. Yeah. It Fucking does. Mark. Uh, yeah, anything on Netflix, Emily? The English game is on Netflix. Oh, that's right. You just said that. Aha. Uh-huh. All right, guys. Uh, ton of cool suggestions while you're quarantined. Uh, please stay safe out there. Watch these crazy-ass movies. Um, Whenever you're listening, have a good morning, afternoon, evening, or night. We'll see you next week. Later.